it Are sounds really good. Yeah. That's good. No, hey, yeah, I am, but I did, I did want to kind of ask you guys oh, something. Oh, shh, listen. Oh, you missed it. It sounded perfect. A lot of head on this, so. Mm. If I had a nickel for every time. I, well, well, no, because I, I think the way Sayer drinks beer since he's from Canada is he just has a hat on with um, like, like those, like those uh, beer helmets. Mm. There's just one, one on each side. And I, I imagine a funnel that's coming down. You would yeah. be incorrect, sir. And he watches uh. football with John Candy? No, I hate football. You don't hate John Candy, though, do you? Mm. Oh, he, he is a treasure. A or he was. Yeah, he was he, he might have been. Uh, he he might have been better if he was still alive. Oh. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. He but gave hey. up too soon. God. It's not the Canadian way. Come on. Anyway, let's get this show on the road. It's not his fault. The cholesterol got to him. It happens to all yeah. of us. Wagons she, East yeah. got to him. Let's all be honest. <laughs> Which one? Wagons East. Yeah. Speaking of cholesterol, but I kind of want to mention this to you guys. Like, okay, so fucking beef jerky, no joke. Beef jerky, uh, I it's it's a weird food that I just came to this conclusion. There's a there's a fear associated with this food in my mind now, like the stigma that I associate with it, because you can't really tell if beef jerky's expired. It tastes the same. It smells the same. It's like it's it's like the food. That doesn't really quite age. I don't know. I think you can tell if the jerky's been expired if the fur starts growing back onto it. I think once it gets to that point, then you know it's probably, you know, it's it's gone through its cycle again. Yeah, and you can't even really tell by color because I, I ate beef jerky once that was tinted green. Ah. And it was fine. Nope. I, I nope, felt that's fine. Bad. That's, that's bad. gross. No, it, it, yep, shouldn't be doing that. No, it tasted fine. I mean, it was green right out of the package. Ah, gross. Yeah. But and see, that's what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know. Is like beef jerky like the wine of junk food? Does it like get better with age? Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, I, I, I just, I don't know. Maybe, maybe the only jerky I eat is the ones I get codes for my favorite games, like Rules of <laughs> Judgment and Battlefield. <laughs> that's the jerky I eat. Give, give me some in-game DLC. Those are Damn it, gems. It's only dude. I'm gonna, dude. I'm gonna snap into one when I get my Battlefield Four. Oh that's yeah. <laughs> Brought to you by Mountain Dew. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. And Blanche yeah, Assembly. Mm. Doing that do. Um Yeah, Jesus though. I don't know. I was just thinking about that, but hey, yeah, no, good good chilling. We we could we could use those all the time. Um but yeah, this is the Press Pause Radio, episode seventy nine. Um Yeah, I got nothing for this intro. We're gonna talk I, about cross generation uh, games. Oh wait, whoa, whoa. What'd you got for me, Andrew? What you got? Oh, absolutely nothing. I feel like now that I'm actually down back on the show, I kind of forgot how to do this. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I totally forgot the setup, and I I forgot that you know James was still on the show. I thought that we got rid of him a long time ago, so that's hey, news to me. <laughs> At least you haven't been away for three months. That was uh, that was my length of absence before the last episode. Was it really? Holy crap! It seriously was, and I was really, uh, I was quite dismayed about it. Yeah, like I, I really, I really don't know what's going on anymore. I feel like I kind of came out of a tunnel or, you know, something underground. Like, oh, there's light again. Oh, but hey, you know, welcome back. Thank you, God. Yeah, this should, this should bode well for the podcast. I'm sure. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be fine. Yeah, what's fine. the What's the worst that could happen? Blessed art thou, podcast. 
Okay. And now throw in a Bubsy clip. What could possibly go wrong? All right, <laughs> fucking, let's Going get the show the on the go. Mm -hmm. Alrighty, so episode 79, Press Pod of Radio, cross-generation feature topic. But before we get into all that, uh, let's get some introductions out of the way. So, if this is your first time listening, fucking, I'm sure Don't we'll make it. Go away. <laughs> yeah, we'll make it a treat, I'm sure. If, if this is your first time listening, that was hands down the fastest intro to the podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> yep. We are on the clock. That yeah, is not should, the that is not the status quo. Should have had a timer on that shit. Quo. <laughs> but you know, I think I think when we put our minds to it, we can get we can ha make things happen. Magic, magic. Yeah, I want to let you yeah. know, you got some raptor points for that shit. Got that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. All right, so uh, bastard uh, who spoke <laughs> just now, James. He's a good guy. He's good. He's Man, I, I I now go by Bugcatcher James. That is my new title. Oh, we'll oh get God! James. Is we'll that a Pokemon that. thing? Oh, that's what yeah. we're going to talk about today. Oh, oh man, I am yeah. I am gonna mute for like twenty five <laughs> minutes. I'm sure. Well, I'll talk for the entire twenty five. I don't care. And go away. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So we got James, and we've got the. Uh, oh, so lovable fucking master of the ambient fucking moody. Soundy sound sounds. We've got Sarah. Yeah, the one and only. Ah, uh, uh, you you have myself, the dirty uh, not, yet not so talented wordsmith, uh, George, and then finally just toast. This was actually cleaner than he says, yeah. but I've... and then toast, and then just he had toast. Yeah, and and then toast. Just toast. I mean, and I watched Undercover rest. Brother today, so I'm good. Just so you know. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Dude, have you seen Soul Plane? Tell me you have. Uh, parts that, of it, yeah. That movie is a guilty pleasure. Is it really? Because I, like, uh, I look at it and I'm just like, is that just barbershop in a plane? Believe it or uh, not, it's actually yeah. pretty good. Pretty much barbershop in a plane. I like Pootie Tang. I prefer Pootie Tang. Pootie Tang's, yeah, that, that, that's the one that you, it kind of, it holds up pretty well even now. Mm -hmm. Not like Undercover Brother. That movie does not hold up too well, but I still enjoyed it. That movie didn't hold up very well the moment it hit box office. <laughs> yeah, good point, yeah. <laughs> if we could be honest with each other. But, yep. you know, when are we not? this is true. So, mm -hmm. no, no, I'm sorry. C go for it. Just, oh, I was gonna say, just go for it. We're just not honest in front of each other when we're face to face. I like to think I'm always honest with you. I, I, I am very happy when I'm around you. But then when I leave, I'm like, God damn, thank God that's over. I thought we said that about Cody. No, Cody's cool. I like Cody. It, 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 just in case he's listening right now. Yeah, right. No, just just in case. Those, those sunken treasure guys, though. Fuck, fuck those them. guys. <laughs> fuck those guys. Getting get, get me drunk in Seattle. How dare they? Yeah, it was some guy who barely speaks a word of English. What the fuck was that? I fell asleep so hard. He's such a nice guy. Yeah, you did. 
Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> you fell asleep like a neglected infant. Oh, it was terrible, uh, man. My, my ass is in the air and everything. It was terrible. It was great, though. You know what's also great? So mm-hmm. I've been I've been kind of getting together, you guys, and getting this promo going with uh, with fucking good old weird Al Yankovic, and and me and him, we're, we're we've got this golden egg of an idea. So I'm sure you guys have heard that that song. What does the fox say? You know? Yes. But it's like it's such a such a catchy internet trendy kind of song. Mm-hmm. We're kind of thinking like, dude, me and Al, I'm like, man, you got to get back in the game, Al. And he's just like, I know. We're thinking, like, what could be parodied? What could be better parodied than this song, right? So we got it, we got it, and I think I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and spill a little bit, well, just a little bit of a treat for you guys, and just let you know it's gonna be called "What Does Star Fox Say," and it's gonna be great because it's just after that it's just gonna go. This sounds like a horrible idea. It sounds like a great idea. Me I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Weird Al never got out of the game. This is true. But I don't know. It's a one. That's, Weird Al that... invented the game. But no, me and Al, we're we're working. We're working the books. We're keeping the scores. And uh, yeah, you you be on the lookout for that. But fucking, you heard it first right here. Breaking Press Podge Radio in conjunction with Weird Al. It's gonna happen. It's a thing. Okay, so you guys. Cool. i'm a terrible person all right so this week we're gonna go ahead and uh fuck news so we're gonna go ahead and go straight into what's in your console and then we are going to do select feedback it's been a while we keep skipping it but you might as well just do what's in your console just talk about pokemon out and (laughs) go ahead go away (laughs) Uh, I'm, i'm completely fine with that so pokemon guys yeah, well, hey, hold on, motherfucker. I'm still doing some house cleaning here. And then afterwards, uh, we're going to talk about select feedback. Okay, okay, we can go now. So, yeah, let, let's go ahead and do the audio cube. Select, yeah, no, no. What's in your console? Yes. That's it. All right. That was good. See, was good. Lay it over right there. Live. <laughs> the God, Un- unplugged. I would never <laughs> want to see a live show, honestly, without recording. Like, how terrible would that be? Mm. Like us to do a panel? No, no. I'm saying like, like I don't know, like a live like video stream of us doing the show or something. That'd be terrible. Be... How many of us never wear clothes to these things? Uh, exactly. I- I'm wearing nothing right now. Nothing. Actually, got... you know, for once, I'm fully clothed. Well, good for good jobs, Sarah. Yeah, I, 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 I made <laughs> effort to wear garments. I operate the on the otherwise, so it doesn't <laughs> yeah. even... Then I, again, it's getting balls cold up here, guys. Like, I'm not even joking. But so then again, you know... wearing a jacket, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm unflinching in my conviction. These pajamas, yeah. That's what I'm mm-hmm. doing. 
I don't wear pajamas. I still hate. I, I hate the idea of pajamas. Pajamas. Yeah, but again, balls cold. I, I just wear my jorts to bed. That's all I need. I, I like long johns. Jeans to bed. I wear jeans to bed. They're the God. most cheer feeling oh, thing ever. You're George the most hillbilly person ever. James, you're the most hillbilly person I've ever met in my life. You're wearing long johns and fucking, uh, what are those like really thick socks that people wear? Woolen socks? Are they called something? Yeah, thick socks. Uh, Okay, yeah. And and thick socks. Those big, thick gray ones, right? Yes, yes. That's what James wears. They're they're wool socks. He wears that and long johns, and it's the long johns with like the ass that comes out. No, we're long oh, do you go to sleep with a cornstalk pipe in your mouth? You and I, I piss out the back door, even though the bathroom's completely open. Uh huh. And and I, just, I wait outside with a cup of coffee and a shotgun in case a deer walks by. Just That's listen my, to him on Critical Fail and his uh his uh hillbilly impression. It's pretty much dead fucking on. Is he doing it right now? I can't tell. No, no, no. You'll know. You'll know when he's doing it. Well, well, I don't know. I'm from breaking. Florida, God damn it. He, he won't do it on cue. Oh, <laughs> I've, tried. <breaking>. I've tried. <laughs> anyway, fuck it. Okay, so we've been playing Pokemon X and Y. A, a lot! Well, most lot. of us have. I haven't gotten a chance to get around to it just yet. Mostly so, because Daruna is freaking amassing an army of starters. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of currently doing that as well. Like, uh, the end game. So... It's been a while before we can really get into it. I, I threw out the review a couple days ago, and I got to say, this is definitely my favorite entry in the entire series next to Generation 2, but the end game in this fucking entry is terrible. <laughs> it's it's really just, I don't know, it's very uninspired. The story wasn't, I don't know, can we all agree that Pokemon stories are kind of trite now? Well, like, never, I don't know. I've never, I've never really big been big with pokemon story i mean this is the first pokemon that i've actually like gotten kind of addicted to since fucking red and blue so i mean i haven't really played any of the other pokemons up until now and i'm i am fully invested into this one i really really am enjoying this we gotta, one we gotta swap well, granted i mean you say that like for me red and blue was my entry point that was where i spent literally the most time in the entire yeah. series at about 200 hours mm-hmm. and uh basically I, I really got I, I liked black and white. I really, really liked it actually. I couldn't get into any of the other ones except for black and white. And for what it was, I felt that the story wasn't that bad. Uh, black and white was a fucking and I completely disagree. That was You're like a liar. That was, I just, like that's the one point where I'm just like, Yeah, I think I'm done with Pokemon now. Never again. And so, then you know and then I, this happened. And then this happened, and then fucking like eighty hours later, like it looks I good. I said goodbye to hygiene. It looks so good. It looks I, really like I want to play it, but I can't. Yeah, <laughs> they've immaculately like modeled all seven hundred and eighteen Pokemon in such a like such a meticulous way. Like especially when you fuck with them in the Pokedex or the yeah. new Pokemon Amy. I don't know. Okay, but you know what? There is one thing that really pisses me off about X and Y. Mm. Pikachu. Oh, fuck. Having him say his stupid fucking name when they could have just used the gussied up version of the original Pikachu sound from like Red and Blue, just like any of the other ones. But no, they had him say his fucking name over and over again. Well, he does say his name in yellow. And yet, so what? I don't want him to say his name. 
I'm fine with him saying his name. I mean, well, to if, be if honest, he said his name, the, rest, the rest of them should have said their name. And they don't delineate between male and female now, okay. Pikachu's. If, for the if they uh, if they would have said their names, I would never ever play Pokemon X and Y. Like if they all said their names, but I'm oh. going to actively avoid Pikachu. I don't, dude. I don't. Okay, first off, that I don't know. That's a very esoteric argument because, to be honest, some Pokemon sound ridiculous, and then some Pokemon are just straight outlandish. I mean, I'll be honest. If I think that would be cool if they did use their their um their anime voice because i mean who wouldn't no. who wouldn't find a crabby ridiculous all he does is go and then right. and then oh, they don't just say the name over and over no no fuck you know what fuck x and y i can't get shades for my squirtle so i don't care <laughs> <laughs> no oh and to be honest that uh that pokemon origins uh anime what's funny is that anime is like <laughs> so it's so articulate to the game boy that the pokemon don't say their names they just sound like animals they go like i like ah! that and and like scream that. horribly when they <laughs> scream get horribly <laughs> when they when they get their faces ripped off by you know rabbit turtles oh no when you watch the rest of that anime it gets even more violent like that charizard and blastoise fight it's See, like bad i get behind that why not yeah i'm okay with that yeah i'm, I'm, down, with I'm totally okay with that. that i'm down with yeah. animal cruelty let's do this <laughs> I, who, who wants a teen rated pokemon game let's do this uh yeah that fucking that anime is actually like uh rated t for cha yeah i'm guaranteeing that it's gonna get censored from when i because i watched it subbed and i really enjoyed it but huh. i mean spoiler if if you play through red and blue and you beat oh. it other than one thing, like it's it's red and blue as an anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, I the thing that I and I mentioned this in my uh, review. I, I think what I really enjoy about this uh, entry. I mean, James said it best himself. He hasn't really been interested in a Pokemon game since the original generation, and X and Y just lays it out, takes everything that the series has accomplished, and refines it with such a fine tooth comb. To the point where it's just slick. Like, this is the fastest moving Pokemon I have played. And in, in, for all those fucking Poke Geeks out there who are just so angry that the barrier of entry into their secret club has been fucking shoved wide open, like, get over it. I, I love, I absolutely love that the effort value system is no longer just this, like, secret menu kind of mentality. It's not this thing that, you know people talked about undercover but in in actuality it's a mechanic that serves a a, a fairly significant function in how you raise your team it's been incorporated into one of the biggest new features of pokemon x and y and i love that i like they've i i feel like the whole thing has been streamlined to such an effect that and the best part about the streamline is that it's optional i mean if you really want to go at it traditionally and fucking fight a Magikarp 700 times so you can work on your speed stat, I mean, go for it. Or you can be a normal person, do a couple shitty mini games, and then collect some sweet little speed bags that level up your Pokemon Tamagotchi style, and there you go. Hmm. You've literally, like, fucking cut down quite possibly 10 hours of investment into an hour or so. And, and, and I love that. Speaking, speaking it's, it's, of... Uh... Sorry, go ahead. I'm, I'm saying I just want to say the reason why this game is so good is be, it's, it's it's XP share. It's the experience share thing. It it makes the game so much faster. It takes almost half the grind out of the game, 
and it makes it a lot easier to just sit down, play for a couple hours, put it down. I'm not just grinding one Pokemon, then putting in another Pokemon, grinding him to get his levels up. I'm leveling up all of my Pokemon at a fairly quick rate. Okay, now correct me if I'm wrong, but this was a, a feature that was implemented in the original Pokemon, was it not? Okay, so yeah. Experience yeah. Share does that. Experience yeah. Share was only for one other Pokemon, though. So, for example, the Pokemon that you wanted to get the experience as well, but you didn't want to get in a battle. Yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's how it was. But in the original Pokemon, like Pokemon Red Blue, it was just an item that you turned on or off or had on you or something. It wasn't even in the originals. No, it wasn't even in the original. Yeah, there, there, had, was, there was, it was in Generation that 2. To do that, there there yeah, was something you know, in the original that allowed you to do it. I mean, XP Share might have been an item. Like I mean, there wasn't equipable items, but there wasn't anything that allowed you to really share XP and red and blue. If 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 it was, it wasn't until super late game. Yeah, it, that's just it. Like it, it was at the very end of the game that you got it, but and it wasn't it wasn't quite like it was broken up in a way that like your your core Pokemon got like a half of it, and then everyone else got an equal share of the other half. No, I'm you I'm know fairly I'm, sure that's how it worked. I'm telling you right now, I've admitted it on the show over the last five years, but I'll, I'll remind everyone again. I'm kind of a close a closet Pokemon, uh, fucking me, whatever you want to call me, asshole. Um, Pokefan, Poke Poke there we go. I'm like <laughs> I'm like that guy with the piercings at the Pokemon TCG card uh, tournament that like fucking parents ward their kids away from. Um, <laughs> but like. <laughs> I, I will like wholeheartedly say that you were not able to use experience share at all in the first generation. You did it the old school way. You, you threw them in the front. Once the battle started, you immediately switched them out. Uh, the moment in generation two where they introduced items that Pokemon could hold, experience share was one of those items. And yeah, you'd, you'd give it to one single Pokemon. Like four fucking generations later, they make it a key item that you can turn on or off. Yes, that will allow fucking uh, all your Pokemon to get the benefit. And yeah, it really does cut half the grind. Like, I think at this point, and, you know, and, and no, absolutely no dish or insult to her, but like, like, I got my girlfriend Y, I have X, and like, she's she's got Pokemon stronger than me, thanks to experience share. And like, she's been playing a little bit more, but I mean, the fact that it's just cut out all the work for everyone, like, everyone's already, and that's almost that's the issue of it like it's almost so fast that there's hardly any end game like I, you know i don't want to spoil a whole lot i mean it, it does it does things that i love because i i feel like with black and white like poke like game freak just got lost in the nonsense it just like focused on all these new arbitrary features to be honest we're fucking stupid and there are too many new Pokemon. Too many. It, uh, the legendaries lost their luster. It was to the point where, like, what is a legendary Pokemon anymore? There's, like, fucking eight of them in this new generation. They cut it down uh, to sp spoilers. They cut it down to three. There are three new legendaries. That's the way it should be. A. X, X, Y, Z, yeah. Yeah, so, and, and it's obvious, like, the, that the last one was going to be a Z, but fucking, we'll leave it at that. I mean, it's already been out for a while, but... I mean, I won't go into any more details. And, I'll tell you and, what, though. One thing that uh, Deruna brought up while she was playing it is that she noticed, like, you're talking about barrier of entry. Uh, she's running around right now with three starters. She's got Torchic, she's got uh, Chespin, and Charmander, I think. And uh, basically, like, that represents three different generations in a single game, which she says, you know, it's almost as if they said, okay, 
uh, red and blue, and even to a lesser extent, fire red and leaf green. Those are from like really, really far bygone eras almost. And this really sort of opens up the entire series to people that A, may not have even been alive for the original games, and B, have a hard time sort of getting the new games and, you know, working their way up through a ton of different generations towards the ultimate XY uh, Pokedex, you know? So I think I, I commend their efforts to to really sort of introduce so many generations within the one single game. Well, yeah, that's the thing that I actually love about X and Y. It's not like they put the focus on the game itself and not pandering new monsters that are like to the let's be honest. I mean, we've hit 719 monsters mm. like the fucking we're at the bottom of the barrel for creativity here. I mean, no, we already saw it at black and white. Like, I think black I mean, and white is there's what 70 new Pokemon this time. There's around? 69. And yeah. that's perfect. To be honest, that's fine. There was a lot of cool ones. A lot of them, to be honest, kind of followed the same sort of formula and design that they've used the last five generations. There's a yeah. there's a starter bug. There's a starter flying bird. You know, like they, they there's always this uh, sort of formula that that uh, Game Freak has followed. There's a, a fucking Pikachu clone. Like you know, and the fact that they introduced Fairy alone made a huge difference in the way that game like I'm, I'm telling you this is just this isn't just a new pokemon game to be a new pokemon game this is a refinement as you mentioned they took all the generations and because there's so few pokemon it, that are new you see basically bits and pieces of the last five generations like thrown into one and it's and it's so seamless and organic that's i don't know i i really enjoyed it and I've I've messed around with a lot of the features. I will say this is definitely the closest thing I've gotten to a Pokemon MMO. Uh, what's really cool is I've been able to network Press Pause Radio just from messing around with player search. Like if for all those who are listening, because of that that fucking cool Pokemon I sent you, I appreciate that. Thank you. Me and Scott from Nintendo World Report have been kind of like you know networking. Uh, you know, you know the podcast and everything, and we're kind of wanting to start a little community because uh, Irene and I are, are like pretty much. Well, it's Irene's feature, and it's totally her idea, and I'm helping her bring it to the site, and we're gonna do something really cool that we'll talk about later that I hope we get to get going soon. But yeah, I know Pokemon's a thing again. It's awesome. It's it's fucking, and it's it's again. It's not just some inclusive thing that's for a single community. That's what I like. The black and white generation. That was only catered to that community. I felt like it did absolutely nothing to appeal or otherwise even attract people to return to Pokemon that they may abandon it. All the other generations, I feel at least like did something significant. Black and white, dumb. It was just a fucking dumb point in the timeline. And now X and Y, I feel like it's bringing it back to where it needs to be. But I still enjoyed it. <laughs> eh. Like some of the new Pokemon are cool. And then and then you have a trash bag. Or <laughs> yeah, that was kind of fucking stupid. But, but or you, uh, have, or you have a fucking is that, ice cream scoop, or a musical I'm, note. I'm <laughs> really, uh, I'm really looking forward to the fairy Eevee. Evolution. I have it. Yeah, it, it's it's really Sylveon is the strongest Pokemon on my team. It's fucking mm. stupid strong. It's like, like in in black white. Like I had a uh, a Glaceon that went through me to the end of the game. So no, like. At the Mega Evolutions that I've collected for my team. So why don't we drop teams? James, what's your team? 
Uh, well, I'm not super far into the game, and, and again, like I said, I've haven't played any really since Red and Blue, but right now I'm running a War Turtle. I'm running a the level two of Finnegan. I can't remember saying Blakesian. Blakesian. I'm running a Bogon, a Lucario, a Flinchiner, nice. and a. I have something else that I do not remember. I, I like I like have one spot that I keep switching out. I think I'm either trying to like raise up either um, a uh, the the goat thing, the goat grass one. Oh, go go or skiddo. Skiddo, skiddo is what I got, and I and I got the uh, the the ice fossil one. That I'm oh, raising. Amara. Amara, I picked the ice one. Yeah. Yeah, that one's sweet. That actually, I was running that in my team, but. It's a rock ice, so that means it's like doubly weak against both steel and fighting. So like it just it doesn't stand a chance no matter well, how well you level it. Well, everyone I know was picking the uh, the Tyrannosaurus one because you know what? It's a fucking Tyrannosaurus. Of course you're gonna fucking pick it. So I decided yeah, to pick pick obviously. the ice one because I decided to pick the ice one. <laughs> well, all right. So I'm currently running uh, Charizard with uh, my Charizard uh, Ite X. Then I have a Garchomp with Garchompite, Scizor with Scizorite, and Ampharos with Ampharosite. So those are my Mega Evolutions. And then I've got Sylveon and Greninja because he's fucking Strider, the Pokemon, and he's amazing. Sounds cool. Greninja's pretty badass, I've got to admit. He's fucking... I'm, like, every, I remember when everyone was like, what the fuck's the frog? And like, the, the, the ultimate evolution is just pretty badass in all respects. Yeah, he has a, a specific move that's catered to him called Water Shuriken. That uh, it, It's kind of like, in the sense, it's a multi-attack, like Fury Attack or Fury Swipes or whatnot. But it yeah. always goes first, and it's reliant on your special attack stat. I don't know. There, I, I honestly love the care and attention they put in the presentation of this Pokemon game. Like, even aside from any single console iteration, like, every Pokemon is vividly animated. And again, we're talking about... 719 fucking Pokemon. So, again, uh, like Blakesian, for example. <laughs> On that it, one a, tiny little cartridge. Yeah, exactly. Blakesian, for example, has like a stick that she keeps in the back of her tail. And the fact that they animate her pulling out that stick to do her attacks. Or just like, an, you know, Pokemon that, that attack from shooting something <laughs> in the mouth versus... It sounds rush. kind of mildly suggestive, doesn't it? A little bit. You're... Wow, you're really that's an, you're you're putting effort into it. To be honest, I, I'm really I, I mean, I, I I picked I picked Finnegan because like like when I remember Pokemon, the beginning of Pokemon is there's kind of like a dirge of fire type in the beginning of the game. There's so many fucking fire type in the beginning of this fucking game. They're fucking everywhere. They kind of do that like, all right. So like, what was it? It's it's a trend in every generation. So like. Generation five, I know I skipped, but a lot there's a lot of fucking bug Pokemon in Generation Five. Yeah, there five. was. Holy cow! Uh, and then in four, there was like an inordinate amount of uh, water Pokemon. Uh, Generation four, and then three was a shitload of fighting type, like an assload of fighting type. And oh, then, that's right. They they really built upon the the whole Hitmonlee Hitmonchan sort of thing, didn't they? And they had Hitmontop and all those things. Well, Hitmontop is Generation 2, but like I'm talking about like Mar. Is it Generation 2? Yeah. Yeah. 
Like okay. I'm talking about like Marahita, like like that sumo one, and then Medici. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they Andy. did a lot of. Andrew, are you mm. still there? Come on, uh, you gave me yes. your friend code. No, I you can't a, tell I, me you haven't been playing. I gotta I really buy him for you. I gotta buy okay. him for you, Andy. There's an owl that is a luchador. Yes, halucha. It's <laughs> fucking amazing. He's a fucking. Oh. He he actually and here's the sweetest thing. He has a move called flying press, and he literally just jumps up into the air oh. like. Yeah, he's a, he's okay, one of the so new ones. Which which one of you has it? We all have it. I'll give you we'll one. Yeah. Give it to me. <laughs> I'll give it. To give you. me it. Okay, and then, then I'm gonna turn it off. I'm <laughs> Go back to Animal Crossing where I gotta get my fucking oh, fuck stocks and everything. Fuck you and your Animal Crossing bullshit, <laughs> dude. To be honest, Pokemon is like Animal Crossing except you make pets fight. Like it really. I, I prefer me. I prefer the animal cruelty to decorating my fucking house. That's all I'm saying. I uh, know. Um, I've been messing around. Like like I said, end game. There isn't a lot. I've been doing a lot of wonder trading, which is cool. There's tons of new features. Uh, wonder trading basically is a is a gamble. You just trade a bunch of um. You just trade one Pokemon. You don't know what you're going to get back for the other. To be honest, uh, I, on on the dickatry scale, I've been dicked out of all the good Pokemon because I put nothing shitty in there that I like to believe. Like all my bread, like I breed starters and I breed like like Munchlaxes, like stuff that requires effort. That I'm like, oh, this would be nice to throw up on Wonder Trade. I would say that nine times out of ten, I've gotten dicked over. But uh, I don't know. I there was some hope for it. I got a Japanese Snorlax, which is cool. I'm thinking about using the Masuda method. And then I got an Ivysaur named Owen Wilson. So <laughs> I and I was missing Bulbasaur. <laughs> so I, I pretty much used that Ivysaur to bread me a, a couple Bulbasaurs and then I threw that Ivysaur back on Wonder Trade. And then other than that, all you dicks have been doing nothing but uh sending me zigzagoons. Fucking um what it spew spew bug spitter bug the new bug pokemon fletching the new bird pokemon like pretty much all the shitty starters that are like the very first grass that's all you guys are throwing up there some of you are putting a little bit more effort into it but again just throwing shit up there i can catch come on assholes don't 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 like completely <laughs> be dicks on wonder trade like i understand it's cool to be a dick every now and again but like my buddy he threw up a uh, one of he threw up he got a shiny squirtle so he threw that on wonder trade and he got uh, a fletchling back named Nutsack. <laughs> so, <laughs> he literally uh, got dicked. Nice. Yeah, like it was, it was pretty bad. So I don't know. Um, that's one thing we don't have on our about page that I'm kind of thinking like we should, if we I don't know. I'm thinking about it, restructuring it a little bit. But I'd be down to put on like For my uh, 3ds codes. Yeah, 3ds codes. I think I might yeah. change everything to a Raptor badge because Raptor badges kind of have everything. So, thank I would have to add my new one, which I didn't tell anyone about because I was a little ashamed. Jesus, why? I I got a Wii U. Oh, is that, wait, so does Raptor tra- like does it track Wii U stuff now? I don't know. I haven't seen. I don't anything think it on does it. actually. It still doesn't. No. So okay, my secret's safe. Good. <laughs> I don't. Any, I don't want anyone to know I bought For that now. thing. For now. Yeah, I bought. Or well, I didn't. I bought figures, but I also got a review copy of uh, Pokemon Rumble uh, U, and I and like it, I kind of got Skylanders with it and bought some figures because they're super cheap. They're four bucks, and I got crazy with that. I actually really, really like that game. Also reviewed that. So if you guys, if you want my thoughts, it's on the site. Um, it's actually not as shallow as I thought it would be. 
Mm-hmm. It's still super shallow, though. Like, nowhere yeah. near the depth of X and Y. But X and Y is the closest you can ever get to an MMO. Like, no joke, I found it really easy just as long as you're connected to the internet, just chat with someone. I, I think the only issue is that this game is so large that there was uh, there are some times where the frame rate really skips. Did, did you guys have that problem? Um, I've, I haven't had any frame rate real problems with it at all. I heard that if you have 3D on, that's where the frame rate really starts to dip. Yeah, I think it, that's the main thing. But then again, 3D is only on half the time. Mm. Yeah, I don't... I, I put on 3D every now and because there's a lot of points within the game that really show off the 3D, like the main city, like Lumoy's city. Yeah. By the way, it's a it's a cool city, like it's a cool idea, but I fucking hate it because it's such a bitch to navigate. Like, and also there's that bug, but you know. Oh, the oh same yeah, bug. There's yeah, the I heard bug. about that. Yeah, and I haven't even. I could have sworn I did do that, and uh, thank God I didn't get hit by that bug. Yeah, uh, Deiruna too. That she didn't get hit. By I can. You know what though. I can only imagine what kind of disaster like Nintendo would have had. To oh my god! If yeah. they if they like didn't catch that bug before Poke Transfer, before the the Poke Bank, like oh, dude, man, yeah, yeah, they're Pokemon, dude. Like people are bringing Pokemon that they've held on to for like the last 10, 15 years, like since fucking uh, Ruby and Sapphire. So, it I can only imagine. Anyway, that's an, that's enough about Pokemon. I've been playing other games, but let's see. Listen, Andrew's just been so goddamn quiet. So let's just. I, dude, when it comes to games, I really have not played much. I'll be honest. I've been fucking throwing fucking PC parts back and forth like for so almost three or four com- weeks now. Yeah. So yeah, what was the official explanation for this? Yeah. Oh, I, I I still don't officially know because I've been sending in parts left and right. So I came home one night. Well, this is what happened. Courtney was on my computer printing off something for school. And she said, yeah, I want to go turn it on. And it it went to the screen. Like she said, it was like a it was a blue screen. And I was like, oh, fuck. Like as soon as she said blue screen, I was like, oh, God damn it. Um, but thankfully, it wasn't the blue screen I thought it was. It was just the BIOS screen. But it, it won't post the BIOS at all. So, you know, I was trying to look inside and seeing what it was doing before it would shut itself off. The first thing I saw was the processor fan would turn off. So I thought, okay, maybe it's a fail safe. Maybe it's like the processor fan turns off. It shuts itself off, you know, just to make sure nothing bad happens while it's trying to turn on. So I replaced the fan. Still doing the same thing. Uh, I replaced the power supply doing the same thing. I'm just working my way back to see what's causing it. Uh, I sent in the motherboard and that's not doing anything. And so now I assume it has to be the processor. But thankfully, Intel has a pretty good warranty on their processors, so I'm just waiting for it to come back. And that fucking help me if that's not the problem, because I can't imagine what else it could possibly be. Like, we checked everything. We were checking for shorts. We were checking, like, all the connections. It's just, it's been a nightmare. Like, I love building PCs. I love having a custom-made PC. But it sucks when shit like this happens. And it never happened, not even once, on my old build. But then I upgrade to something that's kind of halfway decent, and this is all I've had problems with ever since. It's just, it's a nightmare. So if you guys want to contribute to our Indiegogo of getting toast. <laughs> or you also contribute sledgehammers when I go break the fucking thing. Yeah, That'll be fun. please. <laughs> um, you can go to our Indiegogo page at... Oh, um, is that the URL? Yeah. <laughs> Indiegogo.com sure slash... Right. Ha. Ha. <laughs> Gotcha. <laughs> uh, Jesus. Um, yeah, but now in terms of games, man, I, it hasn't been much. Um, 
Uh, I played a little bit of the Battlefield 4 beta when that was up, and uh, I'm st- I'm still not good at Battlefield. <laughs> I'm really not good at that game, but I, I tried it. You, you uh, getting real hot and heavy for that building though? You riding? You riding? I was. The building. I, I, that's all. It's that's all I would do. I would take the elevator up and then jump back down just because I like parachuting. It was fun. Um, I never tried to drive or, or or fly in any kind of vehicles or or any kind of planes or jets because I would pretty much explode at the moment I got in. Uh, I, I like it though. I mean, I, I think I'll probably play a little bit of it. I, I'm more excited, honestly, to do the upgrade program they're doing. Like I'm gonna get on 360, and then you can upgrade to the Xbox One version by the end of the year. So I think that's cool. You can play it now, but then get the Xbox One version by the end of the year. So I'll probably do that. Foreshadowing. Oh, yeah. that's right. Oh, fuck, that's right. So there, that thing too. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's. I mean, I have I have Pokemon. I just. I I really wish I had an attention span. But I don't. <laughs> like I'll, I'll I I will I'll buy games and then I won't sit down and play them. And you got and fucking George can attest mm-hmm. to this. I get a review game. It, it can be like pulling tea sometimes to get me to do it on time because it's hard for me to sit down and just focus on something. I don't know why that is. It, it, it's 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 the worst thing for a gamer to have because I can't play one game and beat it unless it's something that really really catches me like Mass Effect or Last of Us. Like that, those kind of games can actually just pull you into the point where that's the only thing you want to do. It's the only thing you want to play. But other games, it, it's a battle for my attention. And it could be a very, very good game. I just can't seem to want to sit down and do it. You know, um, I have Beyond right now. I haven't really touched that. Uh, Kevin reviewed it for the site, and he he loves it. He's been making me he's making me play it by the end of this week, so we can do like a you know kind of like a games club kind of thing. I would love but, to do a games club and beyond because I'm I'm trying yeah. to get my hands on it. I have a copy of The Wolf Among Us just waiting for you. Oh and, no! I well that's the thing with the PC kind of you know down right now. I, I got it on the console just so I can review the first episode, but I eventually would like to do it on PC because that's what I played it on. No, I played it on PS3 last time for Walking Dead. Yeah. But since I knew the PC was going to be out of commission for a little bit, I'm 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 done with it on console. The review's coming. Oh. Um, but oh yeah yeah I've, I've been working on that. Surprises, uh, ladies and gentlemen! So many surprises. I'm on it. I'm on it, man. I, uh, I, I was really excited to play it because we saw it at PAX, and I got really, really into it. I, I just wish that I would maybe get more into the, the, you know, the stuff that's based off of, like into the actual Fables comics. But as far as I can tell, this is actually prequel stuff. Yeah. So, but I, mean, it, I don't know. I was really. It, it definitely motivated me to get in the fables. You know, yeah. based on Ben's recommendation, like I bought an issue and I'm I'm digging it a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I. The thing is, what I'm really like, I don't know. See, that's the thing that's a little weird because okay, so with The Walking Dead, these are original characters that were created using established lore, so they're mm-hmm. almost like ciphers to the way you'd want to do things. However. Wolf Among Us uses established characters that, you know, are, are very prominent within the storyline. So it, it's almost kind of like influencing. It's 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 like pseudo freedom. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But for example, like like Bigby's a dick. He really is he, like other than like snow. He's a dick. So where I would normally play things a little bit more calm and collected or or, or be a little bit more nebulous and, and, and neutral not not necessarily aggressive or 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 flippantly fucking cowardly or, or anything mm. like that, you know. I, would, if anything, I'd I'd almost try to be chivalrous 
and, and, and this is if I was playing. However, when I feel like I do that, I feel like I kind of betray what's so appealing and what makes Bigby a character. So yeah, I almost but, feel but like but I have to again, associate you, that. Yeah, but if you if you've read the comics already and you go into it, you, you're kind of you know it, it sucks for you as the player because you do have that information already. Like for someone like me who's never read the comic, going into it, you know I, these characters are being introduced to me for the first time. And I kind of like that because you're seeing them in that different kind of medium. You know, when you read it in the comics, and actually they've done a, a few novels based in that universe, not with those specific characters, but there's been actual novels, you know, based in that in that universe. But I think it's cool to see it in this medium where you can kind of control, you know, how they're portrayed and how they act. I think going into the next episodes, you know, the actual dynamics of the characters from the comics will probably take shape and, and kind of define them more in, in, in the actual game. But I love that in the introductory first episode, you're kind of, you know, giving those characters a voice that maybe seems right to you. But I don't think that will be the case as you go into further episodes. I think some of that will get kind of filtered in. But I I, I really like it a lot. And it, it's cool because I feel like for the first time they're getting gameplay things right in, in their games. Because Telltale can make really good games with narrative and decisions. But like in Walking Dead, they can never do the action parts right, I, I, I feel personally. Like... It was better to play it as like a storybook, you know, interactive storybook. But if you tried playing it as a game or anytime they made it too gamey, it always kind of took away from the experience. I feel with this, the action parts are actually pretty decent and they're and they're paced well, too. And I'm glad that they're doing it right. So I think that's one of the main criticisms they had with The Walking Dead was that. And I think in, in uh, um, Wolf Among Us, they're, they're getting it so far that I think they've gotten it right. Yeah, that woodsman fight that we got to really uh, check out is still yeah. like. It's still one of the highlights of that of the very first episode. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I just I don't know. It, like with my perspective, like I totally get where you're coming from, which I think it's it's awesome. But mm-hmm. I can only imagine like I'm like I said, I'm not really all that much invested in the story yet. Like I'm I'm still like it hasn't stopped me from liking the story or anything or the game. However, like I just kind of like if I feel that slightly weird disconnect, I can only imagine what like veteran fans, like loyal fans, could be feeling. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like it's almost like I wonder if they'll like see an option and be like, "Well, fucking Bigby wouldn't say that at all, or he wouldn't do that." You know what I mean? Like I that that's where like I'm drawing that criticism. But I do like this too, to where um, like in The Walking Dead, any of those options that you would throw out there. It would kind of like completely different dialogue would follow. And those options were more or less like a suggestive title to what would come next. Like what's in the dialogue uh, tree for the cycle is verbatim what will be said by the character. I really like that. It's definitely it's a lot more organic. Yeah, and I agree with that. Yeah, I think that's something that a lot of times the the games will have those in their options for like the, 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 you know. Uh, the wheel, and then they say something completely different. So it's good. Yeah, that like it's Mass actually Effect. The... Mass Effect. Absolutely. Does that. Yeah, Walking Dead did it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, that's all I got for games, pretty much. I mean, I I got a few games that I'm starting. Um, I, I honestly feel like we're gonna have a lot of review stuff coming. So God, yes. I, I, I'm 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 kind of playing, you know, with the exception of Walking Dead and, and a couple other things. Uh, not Walking Dead. I'm sorry, uh, Wolf Among Us. Uh, I'm playing some stuff for funsies just to get out of the way before the holiday season starts. But um, I just put in Killer is Dead. And I don't know how that's going to go because I've heard some some bad things. But I love Suda51 games for the most part. So 
I'm I'm hoping it's good, but uh, we'll see. Something right. to talk about in the next episode. <laughs> there you go, Sarah. Come at me. What what is in your console? What's in my console? Well, aside from not being able to play Pokemon Y, I have been playing Rune Factory Four for quite a bit of time now. Ooh. Now I've been and, uh, wanting to get into the Rune Factory games because Noel like fucking like romanticizes them so much. Well, so far so good. Uh, it's your typical. Uh, Harvest Moon sort of setup, although the the farmland is very very limited. Uh, there are other places that open up that you can actually farm outside of the the core uh, farmland that you actually get. Um, but it it balances everything that you'd find in a Harvest Moon game really well with like action adventure gameplay and RPG gameplay. So, uh, I mean, from what I've played so far, it's it's pretty good. I'm really enjoying how how it flows, but uh, yeah, like I've never played a Harvest Moon game before, so this is kind of my first foray into it. Uh, I've watched Aruna play a lot of like Harvest Moon, Save the Homelands. No, not Save the Homelands. I'm lying. I'm talking about <laughs> uh, Back to Nature. That's the one because we got we have most of them. We have most of the Harvest Moon games that there are. But uh, but yeah, uh, the idea that uh, that the Harvest Moon formula is mixed in with like dungeon crawling RPG gameplay that sounds uh, amazing. Sort of, sort of appeals to me. It appealed to me, and it, it's working out really well. So I'm trying to shack up with a couple of chicks right now, and it's not really working. So I need to like got to give know, them some eggs, bro. Ch- change up the game. Yeah, got to toss them to some eggs. So. <laughs> I gave one chick a chunk of amethyst. So. Yeah, uh, she she seemed to like that, <laughs> and uh, uh, we'll we'll see where that takes me. But uh, for the time being, the the night chick seems pretty easy. She's gone out with me a couple times, and my friendship level seems to be higher than anyone else. So uh, there, there's podcast that. got real classy real quick. <laughs> hey man, super we do. classy. <laughs> that's what that's what a Quebec unibrew will do to a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I've been playing it all on a 2DS. I picked one of those up. Oh Jesus! I forgot about this. How does how are you enjoying that thing? I'm digging it. Believe it or not, I'm really digging the 2DS uh, for a couple of reasons. For one, I don't have that bullshit double image effect when the uh, when the screen is tilted like a few degrees to the right or left. Uh, as a result, I'm getting far fewer headaches, and the D-pad is fucking amazing on this thing. So, but you haven't answered. I mean, on a scale of one to Fisher Price, like how <laughs> fucking like how hor- horrible is it to hold that? It's not as it's not as Fisher Price as you think. In fact, it feels really, really comfortable compared to the original 3DS. I, you're holding a dustpan in your hand. You have to explain the ergonomics to me. <laughs> the ergonomics are: it feels better to hold in your hand than the 3DS because the buttons. <laughs> <laughs> the ergonomics is you fuck you it's awesome <laughs> no fuck you, for, that's why for serious like okay you know the the, the l and r buttons are really freaking tiny and they've been really tiny ever since like the ds light right well not even the ds light dsi will say the l and r buttons have been really fucking tiny and it cramps up your hands a lot well the L and R buttons are nice and big and rounded on the 2DS, so it gives your hands a nice grip, a nice natural grip, where your fingers aren't constantly cramping in to t- to, to push the L and R buttons. Well, where are and the L and R buttons? They're they're along the edges. 
but they're big and rounded, so they go around the corner. Oh, it feels really good, and it's lighter <laughs> to boot. Oh, all right. I mean, but okay. So, can you tell that it's one screen? Hmm. It's not one screen. Yeah, it is one. The the 2DS is one screen that's segmented through special tech. It is not two different screens. Like I, No, I would see. There you go. I didn't know that it was one screen. And I have my doubts that it actually is. No, it, 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 we, the specs are out there. It is, it is one screen that's... Hmm. Yeah, and it's, you know, like that's the one thing I was, I was kind of wondering. Like, how, how... I don't know how they do the split between... Like the analog touch versus it's, the display. It's pretty good. I mean, the the split between the two screens is uh, a little too narrow, but some games have the option to adjust that anyway. But uh, when it comes straight down to it, I don't know. Like, it, it feels good to play. It really does. You know what's even funnier to me with this 2DS? Still no and no Frankenstick support. So I feel like again they've kind of alienated. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't, you know, like why? I don't know. I, the Frankenstick support is kind of, you know, sparse anyway. There aren't too many games that support it. There's yeah, yeah there's the Monster Hunter so, games. Only a handful, right? So kind of who cares? But uh, true, because like the they haven't released the one that's out for XL in North yeah. America yet. It's still well, like go. a Japan so only then, thing. Even then, right? Yeah, it's it's not even out here yet. But here's the thing. Like, the buttons feel super good. They're nice and spongy. They're not that little, those little clicky ones that you have on, like, the the 3DS and 3DS XL. And as a result, the D-pad feels much more natural. So you can really hit your diagonals really good. I really like, like I said, I really like the set. The only thing I think that's ever bothered me about the 3DS is, unlike the previous DS generations, like, that hinge is fucking awful. Like if it even yeah, it suffers is. a little bit of wear and tear, like your DS feels like it's junked and it's not. Yeah, it's it's a pain in the ass that hinge. And I think uh, because of that, that that's lends to the, uh, the the whole comfort level of the uh, the overall feel of the two DS. The controls are also shifted up a little bit, so it gives you more of a grip on the system. But it also feels a little more natural too, because all the action usually takes place on the top screen anyway. So so. With the, with the center of gravity being near the top, it feels more natural that way. So, I, of course, you know, above all other obvious things, I can't wait to run into you at PAX and do our PAX thing again. Um, but I honestly can't wait to see you fucking carry that thing around. Because, like, I, <laughs> I really don't know what, like, what reasonable solution Nintendo is. Like, because it's, it's pretty big. Like, how, how do you see yourself carrying it's around on the bus? It's not that big. It, it is actually not that big. It is smaller than you think. That that machine is smaller than an open 3DS original. Really? Yes. Hmm. And it's lighter, and it just feels good. Oh yeah, because it doesn't have the, the. It's still it has screens smaller than the the XL. No, well, yeah, it's smaller than the XL, but the same size as the original. Right. Okay, that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah. I, I, I over, was... Yeah. The the overall design is much smaller in all three dimensions. God, it's weird. I, I just like I said, I don't, you know, kudos for you, like being being the martyr and getting it. But you turned out like you well, enjoyed it. You say you say martyr. But again, the benefits for me outweigh the the uh, the lack of certain features, because like just because it stays open doesn't mean that you can't 
use certain functionalities like sleeping the system, for example. There's a switch on the bottom that just instantly turns the system into sleep mode. So if you're on the go and you need to you know, go onto the bus, you just flick the switch and away you go. You know, because Nintendo, like I said, they're really trying to go for that that tablet aesthetic, that like tablet kind of mind frame. So I wonder if they're going to release like a iPad like case to where there's a flip cover that would go over the uh, the open face of it that you can like flip back. Like I, I would see something like that. It would, it would totally fly well the 2DS. But I mean, for the longest while anyway, I'd been using that Luigi hat case for my 3DS. So I just got the red uh, zip-up case, and it seems to be working its magic fairly well. Well, here you go. Yeah, it looks like a decent case from what I've seen, because I haven't seen a 2DS, like, opened, like, out of the box, but I've seen, like, the accessories, like the cases and stuff. And Yeah, the box it, I mean, isn't it looks much decent that, size. The box is actually about the same size as a 3DS box, a uh, 3DS XL box. Mm-hmm. I just want to hold one, because that's the whole, because I like the idea of the, uh, the because they, they kind of turn the L and R into actual triggers, right? More or less, yeah. It's it, they're big rounded buttons that go around the corner, and the top corners are much more rounded, so that your fingers actually go around them really naturally. Because yeah, it seems like it so. would be more comfortable in your hand than like an uh, than the, the, what they are now, like you said. Yeah, but, much more comfortable, definitely. Because I couldn't, I, I couldn't play, I couldn't play Luigi's Mansion, the second one, the Dark Tomorrow, Dark whatever. I couldn't play that. Yeah, I couldn't play that because you have to, it relies so much on the L and R, and it's so. And I had a regular 3DS at the time, so it was very uncomfortable to play. So I think it, that would actually make it a little bit more comfortable for games like that to require those buttons a little bit more. Yeah, Jesus, so you just made Luigi's Mansion sound way more metal than it actually is. Like Luigi's mm-hmm. Mansion, Dark <laughs> Tomorrow. <laughs> better than Batman Dark Tomorrow, I'll tell you that much. Oh man! But. Uh, one thing's for sure. I, I'm pretty sure I'm like the only guy in the world right now that's got a uh, an ambassador certified 2DS. Oh, uh, all your stuff transferred over from your 3DS. That's cool. <laughs> yep. Please go. give me Minish Cap. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so mad that like how that stuff isn't on the store still. Yeah, it's okay. That's really the, dumb. The main thing here is like I uh, I tried playing Rekka on the original 3DS, and I was like, this is fucking shit. So I, I tried out the D-pad on the 3DS XL, and I was like, eh, I don't know if this will work the way I need it to. But sure enough, on the 2DS, that D-pad is just perfect for it. Well, there you go. And now you guys have your own separate DSs, but only one Pokemon game. That sounds cruel. No, no, no. We got Pokemon X and Y. Oh, well, then why aren't you playing it? Because I, Dayrun is getting all the the starter Pokemon's. I can't get into the game until she gets us all the ones she wants. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, I don't know. Anyway, all right. Anything else you've been playing? Ah, uh, oh, I got a bunch of Famicom stuff. That's interesting. Because so I've been, I've, I've actually been on vacation for quite a while. I went up to visit my parents. Uh, I got to see the Northern Lights, which was pretty cool. Uh, I took a picture of the Northern Lights, which uh, some of you on Facebook might be able to see. But uh, while I was on vacation, a bunch of shit came. So I got uh, shortly before I left, actually, I got like the original Super Mario Brothers for Famicom. And uh, being the snob I am, it's like complete in the box. Uh, But what's really cool is that the person that sent it along had an origami flower in the, the actual packaging. That says from Nagasaki, Japan. 
which is cool. sort of left a lasting impression on me. I don't think I've ever seen that with any of the other eBay things that I've gotten. Uh, and I've gotten over 100 things on eBay in the last few years. And uh, that's the first time that anyone's really put it that much effort into, you know, oh, yeah, we're from a certain place. Here's something. And, uh, you know, I'm going to go above and beyond for the packing of this particular item kind of thing. Right. So everybody should, cool. though. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, while I was gone, I got Iki, which was like if you've ever played one of those like NES multi-carts, it's one of those games on there. But I used to play that a lot as a kid. So, you know, nostalgia factor. For two bucks, I wasn't going to say no. Uh, I also got this game called Schoon, which uh, is a side-scrolling shmup. Uh, you, a lot of you out there probably saw the episode of Bullet Heaven that I did on In the Hunt. And uh, this is more or less a direct predecessor of In the Hunt. Uh, to the point that in the Shooting Historica uh, figure set, the Kaite Daisenzo, or in the hunt figure, actually comes with the submarine from Schoon. So I, I picked it up. Uh, and there's another game here that I got called Flipple, which was another game that I played on the high, the, the really high number multi-cards would have it. Like it would say Tetris 1, Tetris 2, Tetris 3, Tetris 4. This was actually Tetris 5, but it has nothing to do with Tetris. It's a Taito developed game. And you're this little blob that flings uh, like little cards with certain symbols on them at uh, a mass of other cards. And if you can hit another card with the same card of your symbol, you will clear out those cards. And the idea is that you got to clear so many of them out and you pass the stage sort of thing. So I can only get up to like stage 20. Flipple. And I don't, I'm not sure how, how high it goes. Yeah, Flipple. It did get a U.S. release and it's fairly cheap. So, uh, oh, that's the U.S. So, name. No, it's a Japanese name. What's it called in the U.S.? Flipple. <laughs> you can't go wrong with a name like that. <laughs> right. You really can't. Sans pour sans. Also, I don't know if I told you guys. I got like the original baseball for Famicom, like dated 1983 original baseball that Nintendo did, and. It's, you know, there are obviously way better baseball games out there, right? But uh, my father and I used to play that one on the old multi-cart. And, uh, and yeah, uh, I figured for $3, it would probably be worth my while to get a copy, even though it doesn't have the box. And uh, those are all, like, games that I've been puttering around with. Mm. Uh, but on the Famicom front, I also got this really cool thing called the Hori um, Mini Commander. And uh, if any of you out there are importers, you know that uh, Japan's Hori brand is one of the best out there for third-party accessories. And this particular controller is for the Famicom. It plugs into the port on the front. And uh, what's awesome about this is that it's like two-thirds of the width of a standard Famicom controller. And just a little thicker. It's got turbo switches on the top, a switch on the side to uh, allow you to play with the controller as a player one or a player two controller. And uh, the buttons are orange with a silver uh, with a silver bevel on the front. And it's really, really cool, uh, but pricey. Uh, they're kind of rare. There aren't many out there. It took me two days on Google to find a picture of it. Uh, <laughs> and there is like literally no information beyond, okay, yeah, this controller is made by Hori with the same picture source. So, um, yeah, it sent me back 40 bucks. But uh, I figured it was a really cool... Uh, sort of conversation piece because it's so uncommon uh, for my upcoming series, Import Heaven. 
which should be coming what? soon. Oh, what? foreshadowing. Yeah, See? import. He- it's it's my new series. Where bra- oh, I'm branching out. Uh, Bullet Heaven and now Import Heaven are now what's called the Tengoku series. Uh, so it's an overarching uh, series branding, I guess you could say, between the two uh, the two shows now. And uh, Bullet Heaven is just about ready to do its first season, uh, first show of season five, which I'm sure okay. we'll get into later. But uh, that'll be at the very very latest on Thursday this week. Um, if this goes to press, I think between now and Thursday, but, uh, but yeah, um, import heaven, I still have to do some of the elements and, uh, and the episode structure, but it's on its way very, very soon, hopefully by the end of October, but that's coming up. <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Yep. So yeah, that's, uh, that's about all I've been playing, uh, right now is, all right. Uh, is those games. So who's up next? James, James, what's in your console, buddy? Pokemon, let's talk about it again. Oh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Start from the beginning. No, um, beginning. Well, since the last episode, I played. Besides Pokemon, the only thing I've really played is, uh, I think, Final Fantasy fourteen. A Realm Reborn, and still boring. I <laughs> know. <laughs> I remember you still like. Actually, uh, you were getting into it. I'm gonna be late to the party but i'm finally hopping in next month i i hopped in and i i played pretty much almost every starter class up to level 10 and then pokemon came out and i completely ignored it i've literally just been playing pokemon for the last two or three weeks solid ever since well last two weeks since that's how long ago it launched so that's pretty much all i've really been doing final fantasy 14 seems like an MMO that I could get into if I had nothing else better to do and I wouldn't hate myself for it. I'm actually playing it on PS3. See, oh, I was thinking about... That's your problem right there. <laughs> yeah, no, should no, I, I actually, it? I I hate playing MMOs on PC because of the keyboard interface. To be completely honest with you, because I have to sit and... There's some irony for you. Well, well yeah, you know, I, I have to I mean, sit... I, I, I really don't blame you about that because I would love to play an MMO on a controller if it's possible. Just the downside with the PS3 version is that you don't get the same kind of fidelity or quality that you can get on PC. Like it's just it's not a good port. I think it looks amazing. I think it looks great. Uh, I don't really have any uh, frame rate issues, no chugging issues with it. Uh, I mean, I can tell the difference between a PC player and a PS3 player. On my yeah. screen, the PC players seem to run a little bit more jerky, jerkily. Okay. I guess you could say not they, a word, not a word, but okay. Yeah, so so like <laughs> the, their, their animations are more jerky as they move across the screen. Yeah. Um, same with the enemies, but that really doesn't bother me that much, and I think it controls really well on on a controller. I can sit, I can sit on my comfortable couch on my bigger, on my much larger TV and play it. I think it looks great. The animations look great. Um, it is an MMO SMMO though. You are going to kill these ten things, and then bring this to this guy. And the very beginning of that game is so text heavy. It's very like, in, at least in WoW, I was killing something within the first ten minutes. I have to go through about twenty minutes of text before I'm doing anything. Yeah, it's Final so, Fantasy. That's not yeah. an MMO. You're I know. Like... <laughs> but I mean, I, I enjoy it on P. I enjoy it on PS3. I really just don't. I have a hard time getting into MMOs on the PC because I can't sit the sit there with my 
hand uh, hand on the mouse. Yeah, the, to be honest, when I did play uh, Eleven on my PC, I always had a controller. Like Eleven, it's just it was it like the fidelity. If you want to talk about fidelity, like even then, like hitting getting to your macro functions and commands just from like the trigger buttons on a controller is not as ridiculous as it may sound. It it was very intuitive on a controller. Um, I so honestly, it was that was not my worry. Uh, frame rate in like animations because I have land. Final Fantasy XI more times than I can count on the bodies and hands of several men and women. Uh, it really doesn't matter because that's not like you may seem chuggy on their end, even though like again, just the fact that they're still continuing the the, the theme of cross uh, cross platform play is especially I don't know. It's still a very forward thinking idea that like I'm glad Square Enix is staying on top of. But I'm hearing, like, there are just some issues with the PS3 port. And, like, see, I don't know. My my line of thinking is I have 12 gigabytes left of, of storage, like, on my hard drive before I can... I'm, I mean, and, and bless his heart, Damiano uh, Paglione, like, one of our listeners, like, Rosario's brother, like, he fucking sent my ass a 500 gigabyte hard drive that I still have no fucking idea how to really, like, set up and format. Would Like, when I get the opportunity, I would love to put that thing in my PS3 already because it would eliminate so much heartache. Like, you have no idea. And, and see, I have a lot of game-shared games from the past that I, I just feel like things that I would love to play, but, like, I'm just too broke to buy at the moment. So I'm afraid of just, like, losing them. But I don't know. I'm, I'm weighing a lot of those decisions. And considering, like, I have terabytes of terabytes of storage on my PC, I, I don't know. I'm hearing PC's the way to go. But I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll, I'll probably play it on PS4 when that eventually comes out. I think that might be the optimal way to play it. Especially was, with the sharing features. Like, I could stream playing 14 without having to really do anything or buying any extra stuff. That, to me, sounds like it'd be the best way to go. You know, I'm going to be... I'm going to be the asshole that plays it on Vita. Oh, with the remote play? Uh, I think they're making an actual Vita version. Uh, a 14? Yeah. Uh, what, really? uh, I did not know that. Well, I remember yeah. I remember Fairly like certain. a year and a half or yeah, a while me, ago they were talking about did. 11 on yeah, Vita. 11 that never happened. That never happened. Yeah, that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I, I played 14 on Vita. I will say though that I've gone to Vanadeal because I have my last month and man, it is it is just super fucking dead. Desert. There, it is <laughs> dead as now. fuck. <laughs> it goes down. It makes me so yeah. sad because like that place was hopping for a while, but like just uh, basically field missioning alliances and and trade missions. Like I, dude, I shot up levels. Like I, I you know what, like. At that point, it was kind of clear to me, and I was enjoying it, but I was out of the game for a while. But people were just playing 11 to kill time in, in anticipation of 14. So it was inevitable that once a Realm Reborn hit. But people are loving it. People, like, I don't know. I'm hearing really good things about it. So I'm probably going to have it on PC. Plus, it's cheaper. The only concern that I have is, I, I'm in which I think it's probably a stupid question, but you can't be too sure with Square Enix sometimes. Is I don't know if it has controller support on the PC. So, uh, yeah, I played the beta and I could use my 360 controller with it. Well, there you go. That answered my question. So, and it's thirty and, and, bucks. And also, and also, if you had 14 originally, like if you bought 14 at all during 1.0, you still have access to that. It just turns into a Realm Reborn. So all you have to do is just pay your your fees. I never did. 
because I remember uh, I was going to buy it and then uh, and then found out that it was terrible <laughs> from you. I remember yeah. like because that was the weekend we were like, all right, Andrew, what do we what do we do? And you're like, no, uh, uh-uh, don't do it. No, <laughs> run away. <laughs> and then we're like, oh, well, there's still 11. And we're like, yeah, 11. And, we're, and then we went on about 11. We're like, yeah, yeah. And here we are, like, what, four or five years later? So yeah. There we go. Wow. Yep. Double check that it is remote play, but the source that I read was pretty badly worded. So. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. But still, at least you'll Little column A, little column B. Still on the Vita. Mm-hmm. Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, just kind of. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah, I, I'm, I don't, I'm not, I'm not completely sold on remote play because I use Tokyo Jungle's remote play. It's, it's a very limited thing. It's a great concept, but yeah, until we I mean, get more resources, it's a very yeah. limited feature. I mean, it's an option I'm not paying for, so I'll use it, I guess, just because I can. Now, once I get Vita TV out here, that's when it'll really come into play. Yep, because I can play Persona Four Golden on my TV. That'd be amazing. I still don't think that's a thing mm. coming out here. Oh, it has to. It has to. If they want the fucking V to be relevant, other than just the remote play device for the PS4, they have to bring out V to TV. At the very least, it's region free. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it has to be now with the next gen stuff. Like everything's going region free at this point. Thank God for that. Yep. Yeah. So to that point, you know, there's at least that. Yeah, I'll onboard if I have to, and maybe Sarah will feature it on his show. There we go. <laughs> maybe. Foreshadowing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. But anyway, anything else you've been playing, James? Nothing of import. It's true. Hunts. Like everything else. But, um, there we I go. All right. I- I'll drop the other game I've been playing real quick because I've been playing a fucklet. Like, I'm throwing up Puppeteer. You guys can read about that. I, eh, you know, um, I get fucking so many. Oh my god, my brain is broken. I'm still catching <laughs> up with so many review games. Mm-hmm. But um, I played Fist of Awesome. To be honest, I'll just read the review because I don't know how much I could really say about that. I will say like, uh, it's a really sweet game to have exclusive to Ouya, and and then and not then exclusive. not exclusive anymore. No, it so it was planned to be exclusive, and then the moment he finishes it, he's just like, ah, oh, it's on iPhone and Android now too. And I'm just like, whoa, wait, what? Mm-hmm. So there's ex- now what he did to get around that is there is exclusive Ouya features. But yeah, he it's really funny because he had a, a contract of exclusivity at the launch around Ouya and he put the demo out on Ouya, the independent developer. And then by the time around the time he got to finishing the game, that that exclusive uh, time frame expired. Which oh, that's just, you, that's just that's him just fucking running out the clock. Yeah, <laughs> I, exactly. Which is like, uh-huh. dude, that's kind of dirty. Yeah, yeah, that is dirty. That's really dirty. Oh, but anyway, yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about that this week. And and you know I can't blame because like the Ouya has been out since what June, and they they now have a voucher option for for press to do games. It's fucking October. Like that's pretty bad. Yeah, that UI is still shit. Well, well, they have to have the press has to have Ouya's to do press accounts and press games. So there's also that. <clears throat> well, I I have an Ouya, and it, wait, I don't even know what that what you mean by that. I don't know. I think that's the only exception. I think you have it. I think you got. I don't think you knew what you were buying. <laughs> I, I, I I think you got. I think you got confused. <laughs> I wholeheartedly agree. Although I'd really like to have an Ouya to play Towerfall, but 
But okay, hey, hey. So hold on, foreshadowing real quick. That's one of our select feedback questions. So we'll oh. save talk for that. But Sweet. anyway, but anyway, um, what I really wanted to talk about, and I'm reviewing as well, is Mirror Moon EP. Uh, real quick, and that, you guys, I really don't know how to feel about it. The fuck is that? It's so okay. So it's a really weird fucking game. It's an album, isn't it? Are they dropping a new album? No, fuck you. It's, it's, it, it, it's an EP. I mean. I, you know, I don't even know what EP is supposed to stand for other than extra, extraterrestrial planetary exploration without the extra E. I don't know. But the oh. thing, okay, so here's the thing with... Okay, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Is it made by the same guys, uh, same guys that did uh, Super, was Super Brothers? Is that what it was? I think it is done by the same people, but again, let me get to explain the game. So the game uh, does not... There's absolutely no exposition. It does not teach you anything um so like for example you're you're put in a cockpit uh with an actual like a very real like spaceship interface and you're literally experimenting and fumbling around with there's a theme like anything that's red uh is is what you where you want to work through but i don't i don't think i found a specific order that needs but still like this game like the huge theme about it is just exploration so there are points on my radar uh, it's a first-person game, and the very first stage, I kind of put together a level. Uh, I'm sorry, I put together a gun that allowed me to do different things. So the gun allowed me to put spotlights on the surface, and it's a first-person game, but it has, like, Super Mario Galaxy physics. So I'm on this planetoid that I'm going round and around. Uh, I don't really have a very explanatory, like, radar, because the radar is flat, like, completely flat. So what they do to get around this is you can put, like, you can shoot uh, a spotlight, like, anywhere on the flat radar map, and then it'll show up on the real-world surface, and then you'll see, like, a beam of light, depending on the axis of the horizon that you're on. Mm. Sooner or later, when you construct certain parts of the gun, uh, you, you are able to find that you are able to uh, basically target and capture the moon. And you had to bounce things off of the moon because that the moon is the radar. I'm sorry. The moon is the radar. It's not a flat map. The moon is the radar. I'm sorry because it, it, this game like really broke my brain two days ago. All right. So now I, this is really starting to mess with my head. Okay. So you have a sphere as a radar that uses a certain uh, amount of real estate within a radar frame. And then what you do is you spin it like a trackball. Okay. So if I put a spotlight on a certain spot and I spin it like a trackball, then that's where I know I need to get to that one side. And then it'll leave a trail. So you can literally shoot a trail of spotlights and you'll follow them and they'll show up in the real world map. Sooner or later, the same, the moon that you've been using as a radar, you can physically move. Like basically you can target onto it. Like you use your first person gun cursor, grab it, and then you can take it with you and move it. Now, when you take it with you and move it, if you eclipse the sun that's next to it, it transports you to a completely parallel version of the world that you're on, which gives you new objectives to mess around with and new things to find on the radar that appears on the moon. And then you switch back and forth by physically moving the moon away from the sun. And I've been able to like basically complete the first level, and it's allowed me to name a star, which is cool because there are other people out there who have gotten that far, to where they've named stars, and I've been able to see them. This game explains, like, fucking nothing. This is seriously, like, I put four hours 
into this game, and that's all I've been able to accomplish. And there's so much more. So it's really weird because I don't that know how. That sounds like Anti Chamber the Adventure. Yeah, but see, with Anti Chamber, though, there's. There's a lot more direction, believe it or not, in Anti Chamber. Because Anti Chamber gives you the room to experiment and do whatever the fuck you want, but it'll leave very cryptic hints or, or stay in like the hints. Well, they're not even hints, but they're like very cryptic statements that have very small but still otherwise like illusions, no matter how thin they are, to like somewhat of a direction you can do. In Mirror Moon, there's, like, fucking no direction, no illusion, nothing. You're fucking put on this planet, and you walk, and then you you do what you do. The only direction, if any exposition it gives you, is, like, your controller, or, I'm sorry, your keyboard and your mouse does this, and that's it. That's another thing, too. Um, so I have the review copy on Steam. I'd, I'd like to get it on Ouya. I personally love, like, I bought it on Ouya. I, I love playing it on Ouya because I, it's a very natural game to me. Like I can see where a controller works out, but see, I'm not a I'm not a PC native player. I'm I'm trying to, but if I can put a controller on it, I'm gonna fucking put a controller on it. And I like the controls for it on the Ouya, and it and it plays just as well, just as good. But still, I don't know. It's really. I'm I'm really in the boat with this one. I'll have my review come out, but it's really hard for me to recommend it because I'm having fun with it, but. I'm sort of injecting, like, my own sense of fun. Like, I really feel like this is not a game... It's definitely not a game for everyone, but, like, that group is pretty small. Like, uh, like I, I can't see, like, people the most... Like, somebody who would enjoy any chamber, I could still see hating this game. It's really weird. But anyway, yeah, that's Mirror Moon. So, select feedback? Yeah. My sure. head hurts. idea what you guys are talking about just then. <laughs> no you didn't understand idea. mirror moon at all not really and I, I looked at a couple images and it yeah i uh, i told you right it's uh it's yeah really weird for yeah. the record i kind of hated anti-chamber too so oh i love anti-chamber but i watched you playing it at pax though and it seemed like you were into it eh. I, I i i think it try takes itself like too seriously that it's trying to like mess with you like you know no instructions no explanation just fucking do it like i i know that can be kind of endearing in some games like dark souls which i still fucking hate james but it, <laughs> it, you know it's, it's just that you know i mean i feel like they they they, they go too far with that and it just okay this isn't fun anymore you know i'm, I'm done with it that's just kind of what it seems like to me all right well let, let's jump into speed uh select feedback so uh, Fucking games, get out of my yard. Yeah, well, <laughs> let's go ahead and we'll, we'll try to blast through this. We've got four emails, so I'll go ahead and start off with this first one. Greetings, my fellow video gaming scumbags. What's up? I kind of came across this thing with a co-worker, and considering that I've turned him on to listen to you guys as well, we kind of got into something, uh, a bit of a game that we play at work, if you will, 
that I wonder if you guys have ever found yourself doing because it's not really all that original, but it's still quite fun nonetheless. So, me and my coworker eat at a certain Mexican establishment regularly on our breaks scheduled at work, and in doing so, it's definitely incorporated quite a flatulence. <laughs> so, oh God, yeah, <laughs> nice. this, this 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 is a good one. You've so, got my interest. So we've we've come across farting in so many different ways that it's just been really nasty. And we know you guys <laughs> like to get down with the nasty. So what's basically happened in the last two weeks is we've farted in such different ways from eating all the different menu uh, menu uh, items at this new Mexican restaurant that we've started naming them. My favorite so far is a swashbuckler because I fart so hard it makes <laughs> me buckle in the knees. Do you guys name your farts? Thanks. Yes. Keep up the great work. Yes, okay, here we go. I've got a couple. Actually, I've got to give my brother credit for this one. Uh, the ones that start off really harsh and crackly and then sort of go into like a more mellow sound at the end, we call that one the crackatoot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> kind of like crackatoot? I, 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 I can't believe we're doing this. A little this. bit, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I... Well, Daniel, I don't. I haven't really named a fart. I mean, I've had some gnarly ones. I make noises like fucking <laughs> obnoxious ones where I'm just like, ah, or ooh. My favorite. Okay, all right. Here's my favorite thing to do. You is I love you. Literally oh. just made a fart sound that said "ooya." So you're so "ooya" is a fart. Fuck it you. is. Okay. Uh, fart. Anyway, I like to impersonate Guile when he's getting knocked out in Street Fighter and go like, oofa, and then just like <laughs> let it rip, or, or Ryu when he's getting knocked out and go, ooh, ooh, and then I'll let one rip, but that's yeah. that's pretty wow. much the silly, the most silly I've ever gotten with it. Um, uh, when I fart, I, I I do it and try to cover up with a cough, and then I, <laughs> I, 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 I chuckle very lightly into my hands and go, hee, hee, hee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very uh, ladylike when it, when it comes to passing gas. Yeah, we uh, we had an incident one night where uh, I let it go, but it was like half under the blankets and half out. So, uh, yeah, my wife called it the half and half, and there was no escape. Yeah, I have I have one type of fart that is just it's a kind of like a little it's like a little short fart that's literally like less than a second. And just like sounds like like kind of like popping like a bubble like a bubble gum, huh. right? Yeah, this we call re- really concentrated just one Bazooka little Joe. Quick... Yeah, yeah, it's just like a like a I, don't, I can't make the pop sound with my mouth. Just like a yeah, kind of like that. Just like really quick. The roof of your mouth. You really gotta gotta fucking prolapse and, and, that thing. And she stares at and more, and Dana stares at me like I'm gross. And I say it was just a little popper. We call it a popper. <laughs> I don't know if I've told this uh, story on the show before, but I remember when I was in eighth grade, I was in junior high, and I, I definitely had like this obnoxiously loud cartoon fart to where it was it was in the middle of a it was during social studies I'll never forget, uh, and the teacher was reading aloud one of those chapters from our textbook, so <laughs> it just it just interrupted everything and everybody just turned around and looked at me with the teacher, everyone just directing their attention and the only reaction that I could muster was just standing up aloud. Well standing up and declaring aloud, Ah, oh, damn hash browns and I remember I got, that, yeah. Yeah. There it is. Yeah, and then I got sent to the principal's office for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. I'm getting sent to the principal's office for a natural bodily function. I think, I think I think it was the way I responded. 
was it the wasn't crash like, remark? Yeah. Instead that, of like, I don't know, instead of crying, do it. instead of crying or feeling embarrassed, I just owned it. Mm-hmm. And you know what, kids? If anybody out there would put in my situation and you guys choose to follow suit, I won't blame you. Own it. Just own that thing. <laughs> if it happens, just fucking go with it. As it turns out, when I was in grade four, uh, somebody let one rip in the classroom. They, they, they did the silent and violent one. And uh, I caught whiff of it, and I'm like, hey, who farted? And I said it aloud. And I had to write 25 times, I will not say fart in class. <laughs> Funny enough, in high school, um, I don't know what it came uh, to one another, uh, me and my friends just messing around. But uh, I, I said aloud, hey, you can just go suck my balls. So the teacher heard that. <laughs> the teacher heard that, and she wrote it on my detention slip. However, and she put quotations, which was like gold. To put illustrate exactly what I said. <laughs> However, she wrote on the detention slip. George told another student to quote unquote suck his balls at home, and I'm just like, I never said at home. <laughs> I never at one point alluded, way. yeah, to where it Except would be at home. Like that's suggestive. <laughs> I, I look at my teacher. I'm like, did you really think I meant at home? Like, wow. Like you're you're illustrating as if I came on to my my peer. Okay, <laughs> like I don't know. It was and I, and I. I just remember making such a fucking big deal out of it. I was just like, I never said at home. Why would you put that there? How dare you? How dare you? Uh, but yeah, there you go, Daniel. Um, so we've got Krakatoot, Half and Half, it. and the Popper. <laughs> I still, I love his. And, and again, reading is like, there was one that made me buckle the knees. So we named it Squ- Swashbuckler. Nice. That's great. All right, so we've got this other one here. This one, I think me and Andrew will get a kick out of. Sure. Uh, So AJ said, hey, PPR, just to let you know, and it's always something that I've really enjoyed coming out of Andrew, but it really made me smile when I heard George talking about it. But as you may uh, not know, I am a wrestling fan. In the last couple of episodes, you guys have been dropping some some wrestling fandom, and it's oh, man. really been enjoyable. And I've mm-hmm. heard you and George go off about the Stone Cold Stunner and how good a finisher needs to be. So I've got a question for you guys. It's actually been bubbling in my mind because I've been wanting to mention it to my fellow wrestling aficionados, and they all think I'm crazy. I currently hate CM Punk in every way, shape, and form. And the one thing I hate about him the most is his finishing move, go to sleep. I think it's the stupidest thing ever. It doesn't look entertaining nor painful. And I was wondering if whether or not you agree. And when your opinion, what's the stupidest finishing move you've ever seen? Thanks. Keep up the great work. And I hope you guys talk more wrestling. God, this could go on forever, but I'll, I'll keep it short as possible. Um, I, th- imagine me like adjusting the glasses I don't have <laughs> in, 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 in a very, a very nerd fashion. Like, wait, so hold on. Pushing if them I off could, to my brow. I, I want, I want to kind of flex a little bit, real quick. If I can All flex, because right. you're, you're Go. the expert. But I want rim flex. shot. Rim I'm shot. about to flex something real, like, because, dude. Let me see what you got. I'm gonna get real old. First off, AJ, thanks. I, you know, I have been getting more into it, and. No, I don't agree with you. I actually, CM Punk's the only thing. He was like the big, like, he's my favorite. He's actually like the person I get excited to see. I mean, everything else is kind of cool, but like him in a culmination of like Netflix putting a bunch of shitty wrestling DVDs and Botchamania is what got me into wrestling again. But CM Punk, definitely. Like, I really, really like that guy. He's, I think he's got the sharpest tongue I've ever heard anyone use in professional wrestling. And the go to sleep looks fucking cool. It looks really cool. So it, it really depends on who's taking it. Like whoever takes the move, if they can do it right, it looks good. If they can't take it right, then they look stupid. But to be honest, like isn't the stunner 
like can't the stunner really suffer because like there's yeah, the rock absolutely. like the rock does like a fucking handstand every time he takes <laughs> does it. cartwheels yeah <laughs> yeah and then like Shawn michaels fucking looks like a goddamn dandelion like when he gets hit by it and then you see like vince mcmahon he just looks like a sack of potatoes every time he gets yeah. hit with one you know it's really dumb that i think like i i what used to be cool and i get it just isn't anymore is a pedigree that's a really dumb finishing move. They, well, it, it was cool, and then too many people were getting hurt, so they kind of, like, dumbed it down a little bit. Yeah, but I'm about to get really fucking old on you, AJ, because I don't know how old you are. So, in my opinion, the stupidest wrestling move fucking ever, and, and like, I read this email beforehand, so I got to do my homework, but not really, but I remembered it, because it's something that I don't, I don't even think I brought up to Andrew before, but it's, it will forever haunt me, and it will forever be the stupidest fucking thing ever. And then not only that, like, we are playing the Genesis a game, uh, WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we like were... The arca- like like the, arca- the arcade-ass one, like from Midway? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. Or no, yeah. no, 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 not WrestleMania, I'm sorry, w- uh, WWF Raw. So oh, okay. we were able to relive this, but this is still, the, in my opinion, the stupidest fucking finishing move ever. Uh, it was done by this wrestler named Crush, and it's called The Heart Punch. It's fucking stupid. The dude just punches a guy in the chest, and he falls down. And he falls. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that is the dumb... Like, I, I don't He's think so there's... He punches Johnny in the chest. Like, it, right? Yeah, he just, like... It's just dumb. He just, like... I think he does, like, a... Like, he doesn't even put, like, any... I don't remember any, like, martial arts theatrics. He kind of, like, just goes... Dunk. And then, the, like, like depending on who takes it, they, like, spaz out and they fucking fall on the ground or fall on the mat. So, yeah, this is just YouTube. YouTube, crush, heart punch, heart and then punch. shake your head. This is the yeah. stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen in wrestling, ever. Uh, I think dumbest wrestling move or finishing move. I mean, obviously, they do it for the theatrics, but, I mean, the people's elbow, the Hulk Hogan leg drop. Oh, dude, like, the leg uh, drop is so fucking like, dumb. <laughs> I, 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 he, he, like, Hulk Hogan, like, he wins matches by, and, and now John Cena's kind of guilty of it because it's like, you know, the five moves of doom is what John Cena does. He'll do five moves in concession, and, uh, you know, like, like consecutively, and that's how he wins his matches. It's always the same five moves. But, um, yeah, I mean, the people's elbow is just for the show. I mean, it's not a devastating move at all. Same with the Hogan leg drop. I mean... You wrestle 20 minutes and then you drop a leg drop and that's supposed to like just utterly destroy them. <laughs> like, oh no, he's done. It's like, nah, it doesn't happen. Um, but uh, I will say with CM Punk, I'm a big CM Punk fan just because I watched him when he was in the independence, like back when he was wrestling for like no name federations before he got his big break in WWE. Um, saw him at a few live shows in Ohio when he wrestled the, cause he, he actually wrestled out of a federation based in Indiana. And so they used to come to Ohio and do shows all the time. So I, I saw him a few times before he went to WWE. Um, and his finishing move actually goes to sleep. It's actually a finishing move that was developed by a Japanese wrestler named Kenta. Uh, and I know uh, Aaron and Sarah would probably know a lot about that from like New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, you know, from from that that whole scene. Like that was something that Kenta was doing for a long time. And Punk really ultimately did it as. And an homage or, you know, like a, a sign of respect that he was taking his finishing move and kind of taking it to, you know, a, well, a I know bigger, he does like a bigger the macho spotlight. man elbow drop, which yeah. also like speaking of which really sweet finishing move one because it's the, from one of the, the best top of the rope. One of the best. Well, Macho Man could always do it like with expert precision. 
Macho Man and Shawn Michaels have two of the best elbow drops of all time. Hands down. Um, but Punk, see, that's the thing, because Punk couldn't do his finishing move in the WWE. His finishing move before he came to the WWE used to be a top rope pedigree. That was his finisher. And obviously they wouldn't let him do it in the WWE, so he had to do something else. Uh, yeah, that, that was originally his finisher, was a top rope pedigree. Um, I, what, what What's that, James? I have no opinion on CM Punk, but I do have an opinion on what the stupidest move I've ever seen yes, is. please. Okay, so this isn't necessarily his finishing move per se, but it was possibly the dumbest 10 seconds of professional wrestling I've, ever, I've seen in quite some time. Um, who's, is it Santino? Is that his name? Yeah. The big Mexican stereotype that's on there now? No, Italian. Italian. He's Italian. Okay. He's yeah. super He's Italian. Italian. <laughs> and he has like that rattlesnake move. It's basically the mandible claw, but it's like he puts a snake sock on it. Uh-huh. And I saw him do his move, and then two guys, one guy jumps up on the side of the rope and starts playing a flute, charming the snake. <laughs> charming the snake, yeah. Of and course. then another guy hops up and starts charming the snake also, and he he does his finishing move to himself and knocks himself out. <laughs> oh man, it's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Okay, yeah, wasn't there I, one I, where I, they like? Wasn't there one where like they? They like hypnotized a guy, and was that the same guy? No, I think you're talking about. Uh, I remember because it was a video that went around the internet. And me and Andrew laughed about it. This is before I got to wrestling. Was the dancing one. Stupid. Yeah, uh, it was on Chikara, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. that's right. Yeah. That was dumb. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then anything the Nasty Boys did were all stupid finishers because they just oh, like farted up people's faces and yeah, and, and, and like face. yeah, our bits. <laughs> God, um, I don't remember the nasty, but hey, did I impress uh, you, by the way, with my heart punch? Yes, absolutely. I'm going to have to go look that up because that was one I wasn't really familiar with. So. Dude, he just punches them in the chest. Like, he does like he does a slow, like, like a rigid, like, I'm going to move. Like, I'm going to hold a fist out in my forearm, and then I just move the forearm forward. Like, I extend my arm. That's the heart punch. It's and that's, like the one-inch punch, but not really. Oh, dude, not yeah, real. exactly. But, like, none of, the, like, the martial arts theatrics, but, like, he would explain that, like, he hits a, a like, a fucking nerve. A vital point, yeah. A vital uh, point that knocks him out. It was the uh, fucking It's Fist so of the North dumb. Star. What? It's yeah. so dumb. Well, dude, the dude didn't look like... He, he, he wore, like, ridiculously, like, neon pink at... Like, he looked like fucking, like, 90s Dolph Ziggler, but buffer. Well, yeah, because he was he was huh. Hawaiian, wasn't he? Like he went for that whole like Hawaiian kind of like. I don't. Gimmick. I remember him being white, like Mister Perfect. Well, he is, but I think he went for like a Hawaiian gimmick when he was crushed. Sexy. Some 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 ridiculous. Um, I will say if 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 you're a wrestling fan, I actually just went to a live show a couple of weeks ago, and James got pissed at me because I missed uh I missed uh, uh Pathfinder for it. Um, it's called Old Time Wrestling. So basically, it's a wrestling show, but they they do the theatrics of it being like from the 1920s. So they're all dressed <laughs> up like 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 like, you know, like like turn of the century wrestling, where they had like the one singlet and um, they had mustaches and straight you know, up fisticuffs. Absolutely, yes. absolutely, yeah. Like like uh, it's really hard to describe, but if you could imagine like if you saw like an old picture from 1916 of a wrestler, that's what they did the whole show as. Where they have like the crossing legs and everything. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. like where it was like, yeah, you know, like like the one guy could do like a uh, you know jump over the other guy, and that was like his big finisher. Like like the actual finishing move would have been like you know a body splash or something. Um, but it, it was really funny. It was like and the whole area they picked to do it like looked like a, a fairground from you know like 
early 1900s and stuff like that. It was really cool. I just so. want to get like I just want like one really loyal like super super fucking motivated independent wrestler just get pissed off at the whole idea and just like crash it with like a fluorescent light tube in his hand and go ah and just like totally like ruin the atmosphere break, that it break, created break, break everything like like gets out his cell phone as he's wrestling like what what <laughs> no time traveler uh, <laughs> oh man i think <laughs> i think when anybody role plays time it's like the one time. It's, it's just like the one time I get really devilish and I just want to ruin everything. And I talk about uh-huh. like refrigerators or or just like <laughs> modern science. Uh, yeah, the upset of Breaking Bad that you DVR'd. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's great. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, before we move on to the next two emails, so we can you know expedite things. You got you got any uh, opinions on this, Sarah? I don't think I've ever really heard you talk about wrestling, so this will be interesting. Yeah, wrestling isn't exactly my thing. It hasn't been. You're from Canada, though. It's 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 the best. Uh, Canada is the best wrestling country. Well, Canada is the best music country. It's where the best alternative music country. We from. did have Andre the Giant at one point, but uh, oh Jesus Christ! You guys have Brett the Hitman Hart. How the fuck yeah, did you mention whole, Andre Hart, before Brett? The Hart family's from uh, Calgary. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> wrestling. Just isn't really my uh, my forte, I guess you could say. Yeah. What about dude? What about uh, Fire Pro Wrestling on on Super NES, man? You got or dude? What about never played it? Ah, uh, what about the one with the Amazon on NES? What the fuck is that called? The Amazon and Starman. I always recognize the game when I see it, but I can never fucking remember the name. It's, it's not Kiniku Man, is it or Muscle? Oh no 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 no! It's like God. It's like considered a cult classic in the NES library. Like it's. I think it's just called Wrestling. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? With well, like, yeah, and yeah, the I know. Sean. And there was a guy that like like ate the guy's face. Like that was one of the special moves. Was like get on the guy's head and like chew on his head. Yeah, that was Amazon. Uh, that was Saturday Night Slam Masters. No, Saturday Night Slam what? Masters was a Capcom one. It had fucking Hagar in it. Well, it sounds like because I remember this guy that ate the other guy's face. He was like Blanca, but like he jumped on the dude's back. Yeah, he's a bigger like Blanca like dude from some country. So there was a game like that, but it was for the NES. No, for yeah, it's for the oh. dude. Just I don't know. Look up the Amazon I used and Starman. To, I, I used to play Muscle. Yeah, that, I, I played that one too. Ult- uh, Ultimate Muscle. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Japanese version, it's called Kenny Command. And yeah, yeah. It was it was on our old multi cart. We used to play it a lot. My dad used to kick ass at it, and we could never beat him. Mm-hmm. But uh, but it was a lot of fun. Uh, but outside, of, I don't have really much uh, experience in the whole wrestling culture. I never really got past the whole cheesiness. You're probably a better person for it. Yeah, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I guess. That's what mm. they say, but don't believe everything you hear. No. So, Roberto writes, Hey, PPR crew, I'm in dire need of your help, and, you know, I want everyone's opinion on this, not just George. Well, we'll see. So, I've convinced myself that I'm going to get an Android micro console. I'm just going to do it. I don't want to go with the Ouya just yet, though. I'm considering the Game Stick or even waiting for the Mad Cats console coming up. That's not going to operate in the same way. Now, I know George owns an Ouya, but I want to hear from everybody what they would think if they were in my position. Thanks. Love the podcast. Roberto. All that right. is a really good question, isn't it? I. Yeah. So, okay. I, I really it, like my Ouya. I just so he's asking what Android console... He should get. Is that what he's asking? Pretty yes. much. 
Uh, how about just a uh, smartphone with an HDMI out? You're done. Now it's a phone. You can take it with you. <laughs> Ugh. But then again, yeah, but all the Bluetooth controllers they make for those are junk. Unless you can sync up a DualShock 3, I think you can do that, can't you? Yeah, and a blue, the Bluetooth controller they make for the Ouya is junk. It's well, yeah, uh, that, That's what I'm saying, they're the all best. junk. Yeah. I don't know, I am looking at getting an, uh, a Samsung Mega next year myself, so... The game, by the way, that we're struggling so much to... It's just called Pro Wrestling. It's a black box game. Is that all it is? Oh, okay, well, there you go. And that's even weirder that it's a... Well, it makes sense now that it's all, like, super cult classic because it's a black so it, box game. It's a, is, yeah, it ten, is it actually 10 gen or what? No, it's, it's a, like, it's one of the 18 black box games that launched for the NES. Black box. Yeah, like what? Duck Hunt, Gumshoe. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hogan's Alley. Hogan's Alley. It's a it's a black box ass black box game. So that's that's what they call those. I, I just thought they were just you know classic NES. Nope. It's uh you know like Duck Hunt, Super Mario Brothers before they were oh, yeah, yeah. together. I, I know what you're talking about. Donkey Kong Junior Math black box. It's kind of like uh, on the bike. Famicom, you could tell like the really old ones. The equivalent to their black box it would be called Pulse Label, where it had like a squiggly line on the label instead of like a, a graphic. Yep. Yeah. Well, so it, next to the graphic, but yeah. No, yeah, no, there shit. was no there was no graphic on the early ones. Like baseball, it just has the pulse, and it says baseball. That's it. Ah, uh, they probably re-released yep. them with graphics, though, because I have... They did, yeah, they did re-release them, but uh, yeah, the original ones, yeah, pulse label is what they're called. Oh. Yeah. All right, well, anyway, let's get back to Roberto's question. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Samsung Mega, because that's what I'm most interested in, and that's where I'm putting my money. Well, Can you go into more detail about like what 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 makes. Well, it I don't know what better? that is. Yeah, <laughs> it's a it's a giant ass phone. It's basically oh. a fo- a phone with a six point nine inch screen. Hmm. Um, I I don't know. I want to recommend the Ouya. I mean, the controller isn't the best, but there are so many games. It's just that's the thing. It's it's like. Fuck, I really hate making this comparison, but whatever, I'm going to have to. And even then, to be honest, what I'm about to make the comparison to is honestly ahead of the curve, but it's got the same sort of problem. There's a bunch of games coming out to the Ouya that are going to be rad and a lot of exclusive ones that I'm looking forward to that have made the investment pay off for me, but they're just not out yet. And the Wii U is kind of going through that same shit. Now, the Wii U's got a leg up this holiday and then early next quarter uh, before it falls in the same slump. The Ouya has got a like it's got to wait on a lot of those games until like next year. And what they're doing right now is like here's two or three exclusive gems and then a shitload of Android ports. The Android ports are good. And to be honest, I think because of all the promotion and marketing that the Ouya has got, especially with their program, which to be honest, like I don't remember what it is, but they would match for dollars and. God, that created so much bullshit Kickstarter controversy that I'm really glad they like put these stipulations in the play. I feel like if you're patient enough that you will get like I think some of the really cooler games you're not gonna find on Ouya. But they're only gonna be exclusive to Ouya for so long. I, I can I can I would definitely see them at some point being on another Android console. Now this Mad Cats one that I never really heard about until I read your email. Dude, that's going to be $250. There's no Android console fucking out there ever. Yeah, oh, I, totally, I totally disagree. Totally disagree. 
the mojo honestly is the way to go seriously wow. even though it's an extra 50 dollars uh compared to like some of the other ones that are coming out on the market it well i mean 100 bucks well yeah okay but there's like the game stick which is around the same price there's a lot of these that are coming out but the thing you have to re- realize is this is more competing with not necessarily just android based gaming systems this is stuff that's basically going up against stuff like the shield the nvidia shield because what the the Mojo is going to do is it's going to do Android gaming and stream PC games to your television. So basically, you can use any kind of marketplace that you want. You can use the Google Market, you can use Amazon, you can use different like ways to purchase your games. But it will have the um, was it the Nvidia Tegra Force? I, I'm not sure what the actual app is. There's an app that's actually right now in the Shield that lets you stream your PC games from your computer to your, you know, to your shield. This is basically doing the same thing, but it's hooked up to your television. So okay. that means, so like, my... like if I blow your mind and tell you that the Ouya can do the exact same thing and it has an it'll, app? It'll stream the Steam games from my PC to that? I don't know about Steam games, but PC games, yes. It has an app that just it, came out recently. Does exactly. it do it well? I haven't tested it out yet, but oh. on the Ouya forums, people have, have been pre- they've been enjoying it. Eh, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I would pay the 250 if I know it would do it well. Plus, I know Mad Cats makes good accessories because I like their arcade sticks, and they generally make pretty good stuff, with the exception of maybe uh, that uh, that 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 flight stick they did for Damage Inc. Um, so, I mean, I know the controller is going to be good for that one, and it's a Tegra 4 processor, which none of these other Android systems have out yet. Like, they're all using Tegra 3 processors. This is like the newest yeah. one. So, I mean, I would spend the 250 if I knew they were doing it right. Because I'd hate to say it, like, a lot of these other ones, GameStick and Ouya, like, it, it's cool, but I, f- I feel like it, it's almost like a novelty thing. You know, like, I don't really feel like it's really a huge market for that. But if I could do all the stuff I want to do on my PC and Android tablet, but on a system hooked up to my television and did it right, I'd be okay with paying the 250 Because I was actually probably this close to getting a Shield. I almost got one, but then I realized, well... You know, the controller is kind of weird looking. It's like a tablet that folds in on the controller. It looks just really weird. Yeah, I, I got to hold one at GDC, mm-hmm. and I wasn't a fan of it. No. I, I you, you guys all know me. Like, I need ergonomic intuitive. Like, if it doesn't, if I don't think it's going to feel good in my hands, it's really going to affect the way I enjoy it. And, yeah, that wasn't wasn't a fan of it. Yeah. I'll tell you what feels really good in your hands. 2DS. Oh. Just saying. <laughs> I'll I will wait to judge that. I will. But um yeah, I dude I mean the UI is constant like that's the thing with Play Ouya, they're really responsive. Like on Twitter, they're I mean to be they're always quick to market anything new. I basically what I'm trying to say is I really like the community that, that the Ouya has been able to surmise. Like the, the like the that, that community is not only passionate but they're they're good at like getting people involved and and sticking to doing different things and promoting different things and helping me find out about games. So like I I don't know, man. Mine isn't just been chilling on my shelf. It's still connected. I check it every couple days to see if something new's come out. And then I play some of the classic stuff. Like I bought Heroes of Loot. I'm gonna do a review on that when I get the chance because I want to support Orange Pixel. And you know they're kicking themselves. I feel bad because like I said that voucher system just came out. I got Fists of Awesome review coming up and me and andrew are actually going to do a pretty uh nifty feature once this pc starts fucking working uh that <laughs> i can't really uh tease but yeah like you know if, th- if that's the only hint i can drop but 
you know, for a hundred bucks, uh, the only complaint that I really have towards it is like it's it's kind of a shitty UI, but you get used to it. Which I, I know that sounds terrible, but like, I mean, if anything, that's definitely a, a consolation to the to the whole like uh, criticism that I would have towards it. And that controller, man, it's just I really like it. It looks way better than it actually feels. Those buttons, those triggers are the worst. The triggers and removing the batteries because like i said uh i don't think i've ever used any device in 2013 that still uses the battery ribbon method and i didn't my my mind didn't process it when i first got it so i have a battery that's permanently stuck in there until i get the (laughs) until i get the nerve to find some sort of tool to fucking pry it out so the one time i've had to change batteries i the, the other side that that i then figured out oh battery holy shit this is so i can lift it out so I've been changing one good battery out for the other. So and yeah, it that controller, man. Like I really hope if they do anything with an Ouya 2.0 or if anything comes around the corner for that, that they do something about that controller. But mm. dude, I've been able to put like potato lithium ion. Jesus. Um. So you guys remember those uh, the indie uh, promos for a game called Potato Man Seeks the Truth? Like it was a really weird almost ridiculous promotion where it's just an old like hillbilly man and overalls talking about a a very like a sentient potato that's it and then like after five minutes of fucking nonsense like absolute nonsense and like showing it's like almost like a documentary you find out that it's a promo for an indie game and it's only showing like maybe 45 seconds of gameplay to a five minute promo trailer (laughs) yeah it's fucking ridiculous it came out on ouya and it is yeah, and it's really, it's really good. I'm actually, I really enjoy it, and I'll have to talk about it another time. It's definitely one of the, a lot of the different indie games I've been playing for funsies. Terry Cavanaugh, like I went off on like a lot of the different indie games that I played. American Dream is exclusive to the Ouya, and like that one's really fucking weird. I'll have to talk about that one day. But I don't know. I I say go Ouya. If you can put up with the small criticisms that I had for it, I I really enjoy it. I was supposed to do a feature on the Ouya a while back, but. Shit, man, this is a busy year for video games. Fuck video games. Can, so, can, I want to offer an opinion. Well, of course, you're always allowed one, though. You know, I don't my know, like, opinion. Right my opinion is don't buy in either and save your money for a real video game console. <laughs> Here you go, uh, Roberto. Take that. I mean, you know, it's yeah. not like you are. You said you came to the decision, but James is still quick to tell you you're wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. I would also I just, say uh, maybe just, maybe consider a new, bigger, more powerful phone as well. Just there's free, no, free I money. I don't see the purpose in those things. At least for me, I don't see a purpose at all in Android micro. <laughs> oh my god, you sounded like a fucking. You sounded like Betty from Kung Pao. I do not see the purpose in those not. things. I do not <laughs> see the purpose in them. They're they're pointless. I. That, right now, the way the Android marketplace is, and the way that all the shit is, unless you really want to, the only the only thing I could see them as a useful thing is for emulation, and that's just my that's just my whole thing. I, I don't I don't see do. which which is what they do, and they probably do well, and they probably scale well to the TV, and you can play with the controller and everything. But I'm not willing to spend the money for them just to emulate, and I just don't feel that there's anything worthwhile on android right now that feels like i should get one maybe in a couple years but not right now well tower falls on steam now too right 
I don't know. Yeah, it is actually. Yeah, no, it is. I, I would have told you had it not been on Steam, like, you just get it for Towerfall. It's that good. Mm. But, uh. Agreed. All right. Oh, James. I love James. Hates Nintendo and Android systems. <laughs> Likes nothing, apparently. <laughs> I like Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> God, his words. I ignore that it's on a Nintendo. I do. Uh, yeah, I know. What? Fucking... <laughs> Pokemon's the only thing Nintendo's done right in the last two years. Uh, you're an awful human being. <laughs> um, Alright, so so we can move along real quick. Last email. This comes from a uh, dude who always emails us, Matt. He says, Alright, Press Pause Radio, so he I have a... Me, I swear. <laughs> so, I have a big concern, and I know I've brought it up, but, you know, it, it's, it's kind of gotten to me. Believe it or not, I'm a big DDR fan. And I'm starting to notice a trend to where DDR is no longer a thing. And instead, it's being replaced by motion sensing dance games. And where I've noted where I've noted that I do enjoy motion sensing games, I don't enjoy them as a dance uh, simulator. I enjoy my DDR. And I don't see DDR having a place in the next generation of video games. Do you guys think so, too? Or what do you think overall? Thanks, Matt. I absolutely think so. We're not going to see DDR this generation. Yeah, People don't want but... plastic fucking floor mats in their room oh. anymore. And you want to know whose fault that is? Fucking Activision. So blame them. The nice thing is, though, is motion, motion gaming and motion dancing games aren't a thing either anymore. So that's good. So that's gone, <laughs> yeah, too. Exactly. I mean, just, just Dance is basically just wave around your hand. And that's like, that's you simulating dancing, I guess, somehow. I don't know why I, that is. But... I, they've become well, with that. People uh, but even Harmonix isn't doing Dance Central anymore. They're doing Fantasia. And that's basically just you waving around your hand to music, and you can make cool stuff happen. They'll probably do Dance Central maybe in a couple of years after it cools off a little bit. They also they also couldn't compete with they couldn't compete with Just Dance because Just Dance's entry point is so low. Like you said, all you have to do is wave your arms around, and yeah. you'll at least feel like you're dancing. I guess. I mean, or 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 act like you're gonna be a virgin the rest of your life. Well, I mean, <laughs> whoa, whoa, that got dark. Sorry. Sorry. Crap. If you own a Wii and you're playing Just Dance by yourself, then sorry, Man, no one loves you, you. You couldn't beat Sandstorm on easy, couldn't you, asshole? Um, but besides the point, you've played Just Dance, haven't you? No, I, I've God played. I've played Just Dance. I I I used to play DDR very heavily. I have. Six I pads. can't picture that. I have Holy six. Shit, I cannot picture any of. Well, that. I have you, six dance pads that I just threw all? away. Recently. No, I did not eat them all. What the shit? Shut your fat fuck face. <laughs> you know what? I told. I'm sorry. Can can we just uh, can we just get like enter the dragon real quick? And I picture like James <laughs> being this like prolific DDR master, and then there's like these underground like DDR to the death matches, and then like James is just like. I never thought I'd have to do this again. And then he puts on like a sweatband. And then, oh, <laughs> and then he, dude, and then like he puts on like taped up knuckles and shit and he put dips his hands in the glass. But it does no, like it serves no purpose. He's still no, just, just DDRing. He just does it, but then he holds a Wiimote in one hand. Fuck that oh, shit, I'm fuck, doing. <laughs> I completely forgot. There's a fucking movie about this. Wait, 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 wait. I was, wait, what? Hold on. What? Fl- okay, uh, also in our movie? Hold yes. on a on Netflix, I don't remember what it's called, but just Google search DDR movie where they dance to the death, but it's in the future. I completely forgot about this. I'm like, wait a minute. This goof is sounding familiar. Why does this goof sound familiar? <laughs> Apparently, it's already happened. Oh, damn. It's already happened, and it's on Netflix. 
Fuck it. Uh, I'm going to find the name of that movie and I'm going to throw it up on the show notes. Cool. Getting back cool. to the point before I got yeah. into a fight about. <laughs> <Stanford>. <laughs> uh, DDR is. If, if you look back, DDR is the most impenetrable dance game out of the three. So no one who hasn't already been playing it is going to pick it up and play it when there's two easier options out there. Dance Central Dance yeah. Central is a far easier to comprehend and easier game to play than DDR is or ever will be. But wait, yeah. if I can interject, though, um, I don't know. I'm surprised we haven't talked about it and I forgot the name. But, Matt, if you're wanting to do anything cool and new with the DDR pad, there's this indie game coming out that's a roguelike oh, yeah, yeah. that uses a dance pad. I could, what was the name of it, Andrew? Ah, uh, it was a weird fucking name. I, I remember seeing it. I remember it vividly, but uh, fucking if I remember what the name is. And, DDR and, 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 meets and, 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 roguelike. Wait, no, didn't we cover it? Didn't you cover it on the article? No, because it was down. I wanted to include uh, it, but it was down, so like I couldn't include it in the mega booth. But it was there. I got to watch it, and it was fucking yeah. insane. Like it was, it, it was cool. They had lines around it constantly. I mean, they still somehow release one every year. I don't know how. I haven't seen them in a while, though. I haven't yeah, seen them in the last two. If, years. if you're one of those guys that has one of the plexiglass DDR dance dance basically platforms yeah i mean i can understand how you're upset because you spent all this money on a, on a on a on a piece of plastic that you that you step on rhythmically video games but, yeah video games <laughs> i'm sorry if you sure. didn't include that last part uh congratulations you just spent a bunch of money on this piece of plastic there you go you, yeah you're just yeah. like everyone it's, else it's just like an activator just like a, whatever the hell the little ring thing was that was the activator oh i'm thinking of the interactor too i guess oh i have an interactor yeah. I gave it Sub, to Sean. Subwoofer on your chest. It's not... <laughs> it's awful. I guess being that I am the DDR expert of this panel, the I, played, I, I played on hard mode. Okay. Are we going to... Are we, Dude, I, can we stream? Can we get some cameras going? I, I kind of want to challenge Jim. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> if we had cameras right now, you'd see me doing a jerk-off motion when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> I played on hard. Cool, bro. Cool, bro. Sorry. Same. It's cool. Okay, um, Cap, honestly, Cap Jack is a great song to dance I, to. I, I really feel like I've seen people, I know people from where I live. The whole scene now is they go to the, wherever they have an in-the-groove machine, and they play that. Like, they'll, they'll spend their whole weekend going to, like, you know, bowling alleys or wherever they have an in-the-groove machine, and that's that's how they play. Like, they're competitive. They go and play. Anytime there's an anime convention, there's always one of those machines around, and they'll go and play it's that the like, whole weekend. Yeah. Is in the it's groove the, the closest one closest analog to DDR that there is? Is it? Is yeah. that the one that's got the arrows in the corners and not the left, right, up, down? It's like the e, left. Correct. Yeah, like yeah. like diag like diagonals. Yeah, I've never even heard of in the groove. This is completely mm -hmm. new to me. And honestly, prefer... like, and, and and they'll go find those machines. They'll go where they are. Like I've seen people going to. Uh, we have a a resort Kalahari in Sandusky, like about an hour away from us. And I know people that will go and like travel to there just to play because it's like the closest machine. But that's that's kind of what I know is is a thing right now, since it's yeah, not on the councils anymore. I mean, there'll always be at least a draw in the arcade mark because they're big, loud machines uh -huh. that you can get in front of your friends and look like an idiot trying to do them. Or if, or if you are, you know, a competitive sort, I mean, that's the best way to do it is an actual big machine with stable pads bars to hold yourself up on and big big blaring screens and speakers but as a home idea 
Uh, no, it's not going to work because people don't like you said. Like I said, people don't want big plastic pads on their floor anymore. I mean, it's just like th- like who the hell wanted to buy that stupid inflatable raft for Connected Ventures? Nobody. No one bought that thing. That's a thing. That yeah. Was a thing? Oh, yeah, there shit. was an inflatable raft you could buy for Connected Ventures that you put on your floor and Connected Ventured in. <laughs> I love that. I, I, lo- I love that, that you made that a verb. Do you guys want to go Connect Adventuring? <laughs> Dude, I'm sorry, you guys. I'm going to have to call you back. I'm I'm Connect Adventuring like a motherfucker here. <laughs> I'm verbing the fuck out of this noun. Uh, oh, my God. Man. But yeah. Yeah, so so in my opinion, no, you're you're not gonna see them anymore moving forward. You yeah, get- one of the Does- times I'd agree with James. It's just it's not a thing that's that's in the mindset that next generation I, I feel is trying to carry with it. Any, anybody else? Did we? Was that the was that the I, email yeah. that ended on a downer? Yeah, pretty much. That's okay though. <laughs> that's how wah, it usually wah, works. Wah. <laughs> All right. Well, if you guys want to. Uh, again, get back with us at uh, with our select feedback section. Definitely get at us because, again, we would love to uh, read or hear what you have to say. No voicemails as of yet, but, again, we would love to hear, like, get at us, man. Call us, 469-PPR-TALK. It's a cool vanity number. You could say that in your phone, 469-PPR-TALK. Or you can reach us at mailbag. Uh, wait, I threw too many ads in there. Mailbag at PressPauseRadio.com. Again, mailbag at PressPauseRadio.com. Just like those fine gentlemen have done that we recited. And so there's that. Or you can tweet or Facebook ad. It's preferably just do the first two. Just do voicemail or email. We'll, 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 fucking, we'll get you in there. It'll be great. So, feature topic. Cross-generation. Let's, let's get this. Let's do it. All right, you guys, we've seen it happen before. We've seen where we have our old machines and then we don't know exactly what to do with our old machines, whether or not we should still keep them going, whether or not they're still a thing. And when you buy new machines, what's the point of having old machines? And I, you know, it's really strange because I feel like this is going to be a thing for the very first time in video game history. Because the the previous generation almost has a, a a tenure long enough to be considered a dynasty. It's like eight fucking years that we've had these these boxes, these machines. So it's not, and especially the fact that they've kind of got this digital platform going on uh, that is not. I don't. It doesn't carry over. It's not backwards compatible. None of these new systems are backwards compatible. So what do you guys think? Do you see yourselves supporting two generations at once? Do you see it being a thing? Because I personally think with Xbox Live Arcade and the PlayStation Network, we're going to see dual releases among platforms. I mean, at least we've been seeing this for a while. while. Mm -hmm. 
Like, mm-hmm. especially like between the PS2 and the PS3, the PS2 had, well, two solid years on the PS3 while the PS3 was still out. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the best like stuff came out on the PS2 after the PS3 was out. The Persona games. Yep, Persona 4, 3 and 4, I guess, were just mm-hmm. were both released when the PS3 was out. The Disgaea, the Disgaea games came out near the very end of its life cycle, not probably after PS3, but around that time of the PS3's launch, I think. Well, the, the sequels did. Yeah, the sequels Devil did. Devil Summoner, that, that came out. Devil Summoner 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but these so, aren't niche Japanese games. I'm, I mean, okay, so... I'm yeah, but about, every like, sports game also got a release, too, so there's your mainstream. Yeah, but, okay, so I'm talking about, like, for example, like, Spelunky with crossplay. Crossplay is a big thing, but, like, I see independent games that get get their work basically on a platform, like Sony. Sony's really pushing it. I, be, you know, I understand where you guys said this is not something that's exactly new. I'm, I'm seeing where these older systems are going to see their real estate stand firm longer than two years i'm seeing this become a thing because again digital distribution and and just the investment i mean dude let's andrew andrew's a prime example let's talk since 2006 andrew how much fucking digital software have you purchased since 2006 and what we're 2013 so seven Uh, years buddy how much money's in your 360 that's still there last i checked my xbox live arcade games i had about uh, I mean, I'd probably say now, especially including that they have the games on demand and they've actually had some decent sales and, you know, had a lot more added to their games on demand. I mean, I'm probably looking at 60 to 70 games I have now on, on Xbox Live Arcade. And, and yeah, you're exactly right. Like, I can't carry that stuff over. So now that system is just there for the games I might have missed out on, like this past generation uh going into they say the next generation like i understand that they're they're saying they're going to support 360 until 2016 but it's just going to be games that are going to be out on xbox one that run at 30 frames a second as opposed to 60 frames like that's essentially what's going to be so wait because honestly has anyone seen the comparison of the video of the xbox one version of watchdogs compared to 360 i have not it looks terrible compared to it it really does like i hate to say that um, but, you know, I'm kind of a stickler, like, I, I tend not to be swayed by graphics, but when you see the Xbox One version, you see the 360, it's it, it's it's really not good at all. So, I mean, I, I almost feel like, what's the point? But I say that because I'm getting a next-gen console, but I do sympathize with the people that necessarily don't want to upgrade just yet because they feel like there's still a lot of stuff coming out for the current gen. And that's the whole reason why they're doing this, you know, two-console you know, kind of thing. I mean, it's really because not everyone's ready to upgrade. Not everyone's wanting to get the new technology or with the presence of digital, they they might not have the ability to. I mean, just look, look what they did with PlayStation plus in the last year alone with having PlayStation plus, I've got 30 games for free with my PlayStation plus subscription, which are going to stay on my PS one and they're not going to, I'm sorry, my PS three and not transfer to my PS four. So I kind of have this console that I have to keep in order to play that stuff because it's and, all digital. And even then, like, I'd, so I, I'm very curious to pick apart that you, you, where did you hear the information? Like, what source relayed that the 360 has a has a time span till 2016? Because I heard much longer, or even the illusion that it's going to be longer than that. 
I don't remember the exact report, but I, I do remember hearing a report saying they were going to support it up through 2016. I mean, I could probably find it. Um, that's what I had heard. And then uh, kind of the same with PS3, but they never came out and officially gave it a, like a time frame. They just said for like the next few years. But but they, they never gave it like a exact like here's the end date. But so, yeah, so I could they, I could see Sony hitting that ten year mark that they boasted about in two thousand six. That's that's what they want. That's what, that's what they want to do ultimately. I mean, they've talked about it in a lot of their press. You know, Jack Trenton and stuff like that have always said like they want to hit that ten year life cycle, and that's kind of what they hope to do with the the next gen, and especially with Xbox One. Like they've been toting that's going to be their future proof system because of the cloud processing. Basically, cloud processing will allow that system to be able to run and do stuff that, you know, may be limited by the hardware by that time. But with the cloud processing, it'll, it'll be able to give it that extra push. Um, but going back to, like, the download stuff, you know, it's... I, I can't imagine at some point there's going to be a way to get that stuff on the next-gen systems. I, I, I don't feel like... I don't understand why they would just limit people. I, I understand, like, disk-based backwards compatibility... But I, I can only imagine there had to be a way to eventually get that digital stuff back onto your system somehow. Well, it would they would require them to actually reprogram the game to run the hardware, so it actually would be a little bit more complex than just you, especially when you're going from PS3 to PS1 with PS3's mm-hmm. dumbass fucking cell <laughs> processors. Yeah, and, and well, going just a regular standard computer processing like model with the PS4. So I can see them having an issue with that, but it shouldn't be nearly as hard for the Xbox 360 stuff to just transfer right on over to the one. So. It is, though, because, and, and here's the thing, with the PS3, the reason why it was so god-awful expensive in, during its debut and all this is that it's completely new architecture built on top of older architecture as a foundation. Like, it was literally a PS2 with a bunch of shit on top of it. And then that's when they went from, you know, hardware versus emulation. And that's where we saw in subsequent revisions of the system. And the Xbox One architecture is just, it's too fucking different. And I would, I would say that that applies on a digital realm as well. However, depending on, like, what it's done on the development end, and, you know, don't, don't quote me on this because, again, you know, my knowledge only goes so far when it comes to the actual development side of things and what's done between tools such as X and A and what have you, I see the way I see it is there's going to be this push for independent gaming. I mean, we've talked about it several points, and I sincerely feel like if there's an avenue, especially for the fact that these are established fucking consumer bases that have been, you know, as we mentioned, tenured for almost upwards of a decade, I can't imagine how an independent development studio who has the opportunity to self-publish if they can't work with Sony or Microsoft to somehow arrange unless basically the only point in which this would be a situation unless the architecture of the previous generation just can't do what they're wanting to do with the next gen stuff if it's something that's just cross compatible always something of like the super meat boy variety something that isn't too demanding you know, one of those more minimalistic indie ventures or something of that nature. And the fact that they have an opportunity to put it on all fronts, I I can't imagine how either A, Sony would deny them that, especially if they already have some sort of investment that it will do well or, or be an asset to them, and B, how an independent development studio would even turn that down. I feel that kind of motion set into place or even even that 
mentality, like getting the in- any inkling of support, that it's going to become a thing that we are going to see these two boxes share shelf life together for a while. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, I, I'm, I, I say I'm kind of with Andy on his I think probably about another two, maybe even three years, because the, the install base on both those consoles is pretty freaking huge. And you're not going to want to just immediately switch off of them. You want to make sure that you're holding that install base because they're going to they're going to support while you're taking a loss on all of them because they're obviously going to take a loss on these consoles for the first couple of years. So I think that that install base they have on the old consoles is going to help them limp along until they can get the price of the new ones down some. So I'd say, I mean, hell, until just recently, PS2 still sold and they still sell now. People still buy them. So sure. I mean, I mean, it's that if if you want to talk about long lasting console, that thing's been around for thirteen years, and it's still going. People still buy them. People still buy games for them. Yeah. So I mean, it's not it's not the <laughs> idea that that these aren't just gonna die off in a but, couple but years. They're like, they're but they're still purchased and and with a retroactive mindset. I'm talking about like like looking forward active in terms support. of the software. Yeah, I'm talking about like I I see the next four years, not three, at least four at the minimum of active support. I see servers for 360 and PS3 still actively supported because I feel like it's not something that's just going to go away right away. Yeah, I mean, it's not. It's not. They'll, no. they'll 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 definitely try to be better off than what they were when, say for example, like you know we went from 360, or from from Xbox to 360. Even then, no, they I mean, just a couple. They just uh, well, well, killed the Xbox almost. Well, they, they did, but they kept the servers up until I want to say it was only like what to like 2010. Cause, yeah, because I, I remember Halo Two servers were still up, and that was a big thing because they were finally shutting them down. But they kept the servers up and going for a few years after they had stopped production on the system and the games. But that's that's limited support. I mean, you know, I, I could see them keeping the servers open for some of the multiplayer stuff, but. After three years of developing games, at that point, I don't know. I I I I understand that at least for the first. I, I agree with James. I think they'll keep it active because there is an install base. There is still at least games in development right now. They'll come out two years from now that they want to put out on current gen, and they don't want to really alienate that. I mean, it's kind of weird to see how they want to support 360 and PS3, but then you have companies like Nintendo where they have already stopped production on the Wii only a year after the Wii U's been out. Like, they are just stopping production. At least in Japan. I don't know about the states yet, but I'm sure that's going to come. They, um, still, they still have the Wii Mini in Canada, which, God, no, I don't even know what's going on there. Sarah's never, ne- really... Yeah, never, never even saw one, honestly. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I, I would like to see them support, because I, I feel like not everyone is either ready to upgrade or go to new technology, or... The more common thing, I think, personally, is they don't know what it is. They're still confused about it. They don't know what it's supposed to do. They don't know. I mean, because half time, the question you get from almost anyone that's not a hardcore gamer is, will it play the 360 games or will it play the PS3 games? And then anytime you tell them, well, no, it won't because it's new technology. It's a new system with new games. Oh, that's dumb. You know, and so those people just aren't ready and, and they have to have something in place for that. I mean, I know it sounded kind of dumb when... uh uh, Matrix or whatever the guy's name was when he said that, like for the people that weren't ready for an Xbox One, what could they buy? Oh, you could buy a 360. At the time, it sounded like a douchey thing to say, but now we see it as, okay, well that's kind of everyone's strategy at this point. If well, you don't I buy mean, the new tech, you can buy the stuff that's already out and still be okay. 
the the problem that we're running into also with that is that you're you also have the issue with if they do decide to abandon these systems, what's going to happen to all that digital content people have purchased on those systems? Because a lot of the digital content, uh, at least on X, X, oh, yeah, at least on the Xbox side, has to communicate with the servers to authenticate that you have purchased this item. <laughs> so if they turn by, off, by, well, by that point, I would hope they'd have the ability to transfer that to the one, so that way I could still play my stuff. But yeah, without yeah. that, you're kind of fucked. In in just let's yeah, and James makes a point. I mean. If you kind of if if you see that happening to like your digital mind that you you put your fucking heart and soul into, what's not to say that that sets some sort of precedent for what we expect with the quote unquote future proof Xbox One or PS4? I mean, what I'm saying is, I know you guys are are, are making the argument that granted it's going to stick around for a couple more years. My argument is, it's going to be longer than that because, oh. like I said, it's it's going to be something that. Is is honestly James made a, a perfect validation, and I don't think he intentionally meant to really support like my my assertion of that. And the fact is that yeah, they're going to be seeing. A, I mean, look, it, it's 2013, two years ago, which was 2011, was the first year that Sony saw a profit on the PlayStation 3 since launching it in 2006. It means they were five years deep. I mean, in this situation, and given the architecture and what they're doing, I see this being a thing. And the Wii U, I mean, it makes perfect sense for them to cease production on Wii. The Wii U is backwards compatible with nearly everything. And not only that, the Wii U plays all of the Wii's digital content. I know it's got a really shitty method of moving it over, but you can move oh. it over. It's there. I can play anything, everything that I've had on my Wii for the last six, seven years on my Wii U. Even to the point where I've got to mess around with the gamepad function, and my gamepad can now register my fucking, my Wiimote. Which I know looks silly, but what's really cool is I have a hard case on my Wii U controller. Uh, I'm sorry, my Wii U gamepad, and it has a little actual, like, a stand on the back of it that I can flip out, so that way I can stand it up on a flat surface. So there you go. I've been able to fucking play Klonoa on it and not have to hold my gamepad or like be all weird about it. Mm. It's there's certain you know what I mean? Like, I don't know, Nintendo can find better ways to facilitate those functions, but still, like, they they kind of were put in a position where they were able to do that so they can focus on the hardware they have out now. And and it's weird too, like I don't know what kind of generation you'd consider the Wii U because it again it's you're you're definitely going to see an unfortunate gap uh yeah. like in the coming years but like I don't I I mean I still see like with the innovation that you can get behind it and just some of the stuff that I've been able to do with it so far I mean I still I don't regret mine Andrew as much as like maybe be don't judge me I'm been he's going to have fun with it and he's going to shut the fuck up so <laughs> doubt it. I, I've used it as a TV tuner for the last two weeks. God good, damn it! Good, good thing. Good thing. <laughs> good thing it's backwards compatible too, so you can you know you can play all those ones of games from the Wii that are worth playing still. I uh, I'm actually getting a decent collection now. I'm. It's nice because now you can go back and get them for like fucking cheap for the most part. Zach and mm. Wiki Man Super Dude Mario Sports Mix horribly that's, underrated that's, game. It's still really pricey, good though. It's still really it's, pricey, well, but they, they only did one printing of it. They never did a reprint. Yeah, I I need to fucking buy mine quick. Same, before. same with that goddamn Xenoblade Chronicles. No, they've got like four hundred reprints. Well, they do now. now, but they're not they're not the original print. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. I I I could see I could see PS3 because then because <clears throat> PS3 and Xbox 360s will now drop down to a price point which is affordable for people not looking to spend three four hundred dollars on a console. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the the PS3, even though it's the dumb 12 gigabyte model, is just now got under two hundred dollars. So which is just, which is smart. It's a Blu-ray player with streaming ability, and you can play some games if they don't have to do an install. Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and the hard the hard drive really is not that hard to replace. I mean, it's on a PS3 Slim. Uh, it's just basically swapping out if you want to go to a bigger hard drive, and you can buy any hard drive. I'm sorry, I'm still laughing at Andrew saying if you don't have to do an install, dude. Yeah. It, what? It, it is a PS3. I guess you have to do installs all the Not time. All of them. <laughs> <laughs> all of them. I got that plus, son. I don't even pay attention to it anymore. Oh, you bastard! Mine expired, and I'm too broke to renew it. Mm. Video so, games. Mm-hmm. Video. Indiegogo. In- Indiegogo yeah. for George King Plus. <laughs> You can send your Indiegogo charity uh, or donation. Sorry, Uh, we're starting a Kickstarter for George's PlayStation Plus subscription. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a thing. You didn't know, dude. Come on, dude. You're come on, man. You gotta. I send a memorandum. I I have not checked my email. I send your email right to the junk folder. So, (laughs) have you seen those stretch goals that we have? (laughs) (laughs) Get get George ten bucks and you get a shirt with his beard on it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. oh man all right this, I, I, this goof is too it is too long okay. all right but anyway i digress i see it being longer than three or four years sarah i i honestly i i, I at the end of the show i want to make sure we have something for just for posterity i want to have our estimation of when it'll stop and then that we can go back to it and listen to it and see who was right well i did say that we wouldn't be expecting a console until at least 2014, and I was wrong. So, I don't know, man. What do you think, Sarah? Because, like I said, Andrew's got this fucking moratorium that he's putting on for prosperity, dickhead. Hey, man, I I gotta be right about something. Alright, so we're we're calling estimates, but you've been surprisingly quiet, so we'd love to hear. What do you you think? I think that the current generation is... It's got at least a good two years out of it, and I think uh, that while yes, it is bound to be stronger than what we saw between the PS2, PS3, or like Xbox 360 and like OG Xbox, um, it's it's going to be a lot like what we've already seen. Mm. All right, I'm putting my estimate out here right now. I'm calling. Fuck, I'll be bold. 2017. Jesus Christ. 2017 that's when i think shit's gonna finally move on Um, yeah i'm i'm saying yeah two two to three years maximum so considering 2013 so you're calling 2016 yeah all right james what you what you calling i i think that as far as like support and everything i think that we're gonna see the xbox get kicked out first Xbox 360 will lose support probably around 20, I'd say 16. I could see the PS3, however, actually continue support. I'm going to go, based off of how how they kept supporting the PS2 for so long, and it kept being a market share thing for a good 10, almost almost 13 years, 
I'm going to say that, that the PS3 could probably go to, to um, 2020. Whoa. All that's, right. Wow. Yeah. All right. So that's I'm saying, I'm saying 15, 16 years for the PS3. In terms of like games coming out? Or when you say support, you mean like... Well, I can still see it being having the servers up and running. Uh, I can still see it being having, if anything, kids' games getting ported down and and uh, sports games being, you know, re-released for it. Like like kind of the same thing they're doing right now with the PS2 stuff. They release roster updates and that sort of thing. I can see that. Because like, like we all said, it's a cheap Blu-ray player. Blu-ray is kind of the way that video is at the moment. It plays Netflix. It does all of your mobile apps. It's got a fairly intuitive, fairly easy-to-use interface. Not, not intrusive. Uh, it's quite the new models are quiet. They don't take up a lot of space. So I can see the thing actually lasting as just a home entertainment device for a, at least another another I could say another seven years. I I don't know. Personally, I feel like I all right. So they've already this is already confirmed by Microsoft. This was in September. They said that um, they would they would phase out the Xbox 360 in 2016. Now phasing out i don't know what that necessarily means i assume that would mean stopping production on the system um they said they they expect to see about 100 new games by that time so when they say phase out i assume yes like the system itself will probably cease production and they'll probably stop stop selling them new by 2016 but you know that's true they, they might still sell through they might still sell games they might bring out the odd title here and there. So, I mean, I'm talking about said, active new support. So if you say 2016, there's no longer new shit coming out for it. Then, then that's it. Yeah. 2016. Yeah. Well, I, I see that changing or I see like when the last third party game releases on that system, it's dead. So you don't include it, sports it, games it, as third party it, games. Fuck. I do, but not really. Not, not, not in this situation. I say this is like, this is like, first party stuff okay then i'll go i'll go with i'll actually go with george then and do 2017 because i think they'll go like three four years on just releasing sports title <laughs> updates we, we, we also might have the possibility that these systems might not do well i mean they might do okay at launch but i mean who knows for sure i mean there's no guarantee these systems they could are gonna be, be amazingly... also we use they could be we use yeah, <laughs> i mean we don't know i mean it, it sounds like it could be successful but i mean who knows honestly i mean i know that ps4s already have a million ps4s pre-ordered right now but i or who knows for sure i mean they might have to be out for a while longer or an affordable steam box comes out in two years and kills everything and they announce half-life 3 as a steam box exclusive and everyone keep on dreaming bro keep on dreaming if it doesn't happen by now it ain't ever gonna happen (laughs) yeah they're gonna have touchpad steam controllers and and overpriced pcs that you hook up to your tv which we already fucking do anyways God damn it, Valve. I'm sorry. I'm He's pissed. so jaded. Yes, oh, man. I'm leaving. That Fuck fucking this shit. Uh, I just hear him slam the door. I did. Um, I'm out. <laughs> but anyway, I don't know. All right. So, we're okay, cool. We've got we've got our times listed. But anyway, I see cross-gen being a thing. Cross-gen will be an established fucking thing. No longer will it be some, like, nebulous, slightly, almost meta thing that that that's just been coined by the quote-unquote hardcore gamer it'll be a thing that fucking will encapsulate this current gener well shit i can't really say that uh this this present 
era of <laughs> present video gen. games. You just started Pres- a new phrase, present gen. Present gen. Now, I, I, I still prefer cross-gen versus split-gen. Split-gen just sounds dirty. Dual-gen. Dual-gen. Oh, fuck. Oh, oh like, man. But like now that. you just sound like an anime <laughs> character. Exactly. That's cool with me. I like it. All right. I'm buying a, I'm buying a Japanese PS4. Of course, I'm anime character. All right, episode end. Fucking. Are, are you buying a Japanese PS4? No, I'm buying oh, an American. I was, I was like, what the fuck's wrong it's with you? Sony. It's a Japanese company guy. Well, yeah, that's true. Go with the times. Attack on Titan, motherfucker. Dude, yeah, he's gonna wait till February fourth or whatever to fucking buy a Japanese PS4. I'm gonna ship it here. You will buy one really in late. Brazil. I want that authentic launch experience. So I want right to get out, my right console. I want to get my console almost a year after it comes out normally. Mm-hmm. So I'm not gonna get mine until next year. All right, whether you like split gen, cross gen, or dual gen. Feel free to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, we've got some paydays we can get give you as a present, depending on how cool your review might be. And also, we've got we got a bunch of other stuff. Um, we've got new features and old ones returning, so be sure to stay on top of that. Uh, also, James does this little nifty podcast with Andrew now. What's that podcast called? If you like rolling dice and hearing us bitch about fast food, critical fail as to where it's at. <laughs> God, it's, 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 it's honestly the worst show on the internet. I don't know why anyone listens to it, but yeah, Friends go subscribe. ahead. Critical yeah, fail. please. Isn't James in, in front? Like he's he's the front man for it, though, right? He's the front runner. He's, he's the our DM with the yeah. mostest. Yeah, it makes all the sense. All the sense. You're at. You're... I'm not the one that pick, takes it off topic, though. It's the other people. I try to keep us on topic. If that, anything, what... Andy well, is depressing what... and gets us off topic more than anyone else. <laughs> And James has tried to change my character to make him not so depressing. It ain't gonna work, though. I'm gonna be fucking even more depressing. <laughs> Every time you guys talk about Pathfinder, I feel like Andrew's character is just Eeyore wearing armor. <laughs> he well, it, 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 it was Eeyore wearing armor, um, and also he had like mental problems. Like uh, It's hard to describe, but yeah, he was a, he was a bummer. He was wow. suicidal. I got, wow! I just got real dark. <laughs> I, was, I was really dark in that show. It was pretty bad. Um, but we, we, we all hate Bert. We, I think we all can agree to that. <laughs> we all, yes, we all hate Bert. We all hate Bert. So that's good. Uh, and then, man, Sarah's just cooking all these delights. He's got Import Heaven that he's been teasing, Tengoku. Just spill it, man. What you got cooking? Uh, so much in the kitchen. Uh, we got Bullet Heaven, which is relaunching very, very soon. Uh, if you haven't checked out the Bullet Heaven Facebook page, do so, and you can get a little taste of what the uh, the episode structure feels like right now. That new intro. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, I like how the new intro turned out, actually. I think it turned out really, really well. Um, then we got Import Heaven, which is not too far off. Still got to work on the intro song and the uh, the, the infographics and stuff for that. But uh, uh, it won't be as long as Bullet Heaven. It's going to be very, very short and condensed because, you know, uh, there's there's not too much you can do with, oh, here's a game. And uh, I'm not going full review on it, just like expose style. Um, I might even be resurrecting CHC because of recent developments on YouTube. But uh, we'll have to see what happens with that. 
And uh, and finally, we've got a uh, possible third companion podcast for the PPR uh, entourage spent ammo that we're still playing around with. Hopefully, we'll have it by the end of this month for the first time ever, and uh, and that'll be a thing too. And then we've got play play going on. Uh, we've got That's Star true. Tropics, uh, Demons Crest, and what the fuck is this game that James is going on about? Is playing probably it's Fanta. Phantasmagoria. Phantasmagoria. Yeah, we've got that. Let's Neverhood. do Chex Quest too. Yeah, I like that game. Uh, we actually, yeah, I would love to do Chex Quest. Um, yeah, so we've got that. We've got the Neverhood, fucking Discworld, goddamn Skull Monkeys. We've we've got some fucking Super Magnetic Neo. So many. You stupid guys, yep. You guys are gonna love this new series that's coming out soon. It's my new video series. It's called Andy Stares at Steam Games. Once his PC starts working, it's going to be that hotness that you've been expecting for months, and it's coming soon. I'm going to look at my Steam games. I'm going to uninstall and reinstall some of them. Uh, I'm going to buy some that's on sale and then never play it. All, all, you, see, all you see is a video of his mouse cursor going, uh, and, and sound of him going, uh, no, uh, uh, no. With, with the offspring's intermission playing in the background, <laughs> and, and then, it just and goes, then, and, yeah. And then you slowly and then. You slowly see me tab over to my incognito tab, <laughs> and I look around to make sure no one's here. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be stuff. Da, da, da. There yeah. it is. Intermission. Fucking, that's all that keeps playing in my head. That's got to be the fucking music. Sure, the okay, show. you got it. The whole time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also... Just uh, so we don't forget, because we've got uh, another thing going out. This episode of Press Pause Radio is brought to you by Loot Crate. Cool little service that you can check out for only $14.99 a month, and you basically get swag in a box. It's fucking cool. We don't have a discount code for you yet, but uh, check it out. And in the meantime, we'll have more developing on the next episode. LootCrate.com. Swag comes to your It's house. neat. It's fucking super awesome, and we'll have more to say about it later. That is not the tagline that they wanted us to say. You can totally become YOLO Swaggins. <laughs> what? That, that, that what? Okay. Why is that a thing? <laughs> Why is that a thing? God, I'm leaving. Uh, all right, yeah, fucking bye. Okay. Uh, <laughs> George Boy's axe. Um, YOLO Swaggins. <laughs> <laughs> YOLO Swaggins. And congratulations, you just successfully captured a new podcast. That's right. Don't send us your YOLO swag and span art. Good night, folks.
shit. He, he just walked off. He's like, no, fuck this. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 you know he doesn't like this next-gen talk. I'm going to go play Turbo it's Graphics. The it's the truth. He doesn't like these conversations at all. No. All right. Well, let me stop the recording here and see if we can call him back. Okay. He's still on the call, I think. Yeah, he's still there. I see his little picture. I do, yeah. <laughs> I think he actually... <laughs>